Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, well not joining me, I suppose, firstly, is Matt. He's not here, he's at a convention this week. He'll be back next week, don't worry too much, uh, but Connor is here. Just once I thought you were going to slip then and introduce me first, and you almost did. No, I almost did, but I, I, I avoided that. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was like, I, I got to the cliff, I almost stumbled over and went, no, 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 save, save myself, save myself. Yeah, yeah just got about. To, got to rebalance. Yeah, so we dub it DC Comics on this show, and coming up on this week's episode, uh, we got Man of Steel number 5, we got Detective Comics 983, we got Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Harley Quinn vs. Joker number 1, we got The Flash 49, Teen Titans Special number 1, Batgirl 24, The Terrifics number 5, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps 47, Mira, Queen of Atlantis number 5, The Silencer number 6, and Connor's got his Connor's Corner, uh, for, well the second one of the month now, since there's two of them, uh, with uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws number 22. So that is what's coming up on this week's show. Uh, but before we get to any of that, let me complain about the heat and how miserable I am, and how stuffy it is, and how warm, and how I keep sticking my head out the window to get a nice, you know, breeze of fresh air. See, that'd be lovely for me, but there's nothing out the window except more heat. <laughs> no, it was light earlier, but it's, it's gotten a little bit cooler as the, as the evenings. Uh, it's a- yeah, on. like for me, the uh, the the front of the of the house is all right because it's not in the sun, doesn't get the sun, so it kind of stays cool. And then I come here to the back where the sun's been beating in all day, and I'm immediately like, right, fan. Yeah, it. So I mean, don't get me wrong. A few days ago were the worst. Uh, after Wednesday, I think it was everything since then's felt bearable because Wednesday was like hell on earth. But here Speak we are. For yourself. Here we are. Well, it's not my fault that you, you, you're ginger and you attract heat more. Yeah, do you know the worst part is at work? Uh, I, I would in in the basement area, so it's it's a little bit cooler, but our fans broke and there's no air conditioning down down where we are, so it's hell. Like upstairs, oh, it's all lovely air conditioned, so it's like you know, I just want to go upstairs, and just stand there. But but no, no. Stay in the miserable, hot, stuffy room to, to lift shit. My favorite, my favorite thing about going to the cinema during the during the summer is the air conditioning. It's so nice and cool, isn't <laughs> the, it? The, I mean, the movie may be fine, it may be bad. I mean, whatever, but doesn't matter. It's like it's two hours of cool air. Yeah, the room condition is nice. So here we go. Uh, but hey, so yeah, we're going to talk about DC Comics. Uh, we do have a, a couple of little tidbits in news. Not much, not much this week. A couple of tidbits. Um, First of all, I was actually making fun of Connor because Connor's going to be missing an episode, not next week, but the week after. He's going to be absent for one week. And I was making fun of him because he was going to be missing the, the first issue, I believe, of Justice League Odyssey. Uh, however, uh, the news we got this week is that Justice League Odyssey has been delayed by seven weeks till the last week of August. Uh, issue 2, likewise, has moved from week 2 of August, or sorry, July, to the... No, wait, sorry. The first one's been pushed to the end of July. The second one's been pushed to the end of August. Right. There we go. Yeah. That's it. Untangle that in my brain. Issue 3 technically not been delayed yet, but given that if it doesn't get delayed, it'll be out before issue 2. Uh, it will get delayed. It'll yeah. get delayed. Um, so this was a pretty extreme delay. Very curious, and we weren't really sure what was, what was going on. Uh, it seemed quite extreme. And then Cedric on his Twitter mentioned that, oh, there was a miscommunication uh, between me and DC Comics, and the first two issues which were finished had to be scrapped and started again. Which is, I think, it's fascinating. I, I, I want to know what that miscommunication was. I want to know yeah. what was different in those two issues. 
uh, interesting. I don't know if it was necessarily between DC. He says it's a miscommunication between production lines. So it could have been at any stage. Sure, sure. But, you know, it, it can't just be an error later on. Like, it has to be something fundamentally on the art, right? Like, from, from the yeah. get-go. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I wonder, because, uh, you know, English isn't his, his first language, right? I don't think so, no. So I wonder if there's just something that, you know, he's missed, you know, and it hasn't been caught quick enough. But, yeah, but what, like, is there, like, the only thing I can imagine where the entire issue has to be scrapped, because, like, even if, like, let's say it was just one thing that popped up a few times, okay, you just redo those panels, right? You wouldn't do the whole yeah. issue. All I can think is that either the ship they're on or one of the costumes for the characters was just incorrect the entire time to the point where it was like, okay, we have to redo the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you say, if, if it was a translation error, like, what, what if it was, oh, like they said, g- give them, I don't know, I, I, like, a, something, and he interpreted it as give them all collars, so they've all got collars <laughs> in the first two issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I'm just trying to think of something wacky. I know uh, Matt was joking that he just kept forgetting to draw Azrael. Because <laughs> That'd be all, just release those issues. Add them in issue three, it's fine. Oh, no one's yeah, gonna miss just, him. Just, ha- just have him pop in. No one will even notice. <laughs> don't, don't 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 draw attention to it. Don't introduce him. Just just pretend he was there the whole time. Um, apologies to the the hardcore Asriel fans who I know who I know are listening or outraged or are mocking of Asriel. Um, I stand oh, by it. I don't dislike Asriel. I just you know it's, it's he's, not, it. he's not like Jason Todd. It's not like I'm like oh no kill him off. Just, he's, he's Asriel. He's fine. He's there. Yeah, yeah. He's there. No passion. But hey, so yeah, that's the thing. So GL, GLO uh, will now be week four. Interestingly, the same week as Justice League Dark, which is a little uneven. However, uh, week two, at least for us, in terms of what books we cover, week two is starting to balloon to a big size uh, next month. I think so, at, what, at some point they'll just delay an issue of, of JLD by a couple of weeks and stick that onto week two and just Yeah, uh, Maybe, yeah. Uh, but honestly, taking a book off a week two is not a bad thing, actually, if you look at the, the schedule, at least for us, in terms of what we cover over the next few months. Uh, week two is starting to get quite hefty, so I'm honestly not actually that upset but about that. But at the same time, part, you do want your Justice League on all, all weeks, don't you? I do. That is a good point. Uh, that, that that would be nice. Um, and obviously, I want to read Justice League Odyssey, uh, so it sucks we have to wait longer. But hey, so that's the thing. That's been delayed. Uh, we should probably briefly mention just one other thing, is the DC Universe... You know, services. You know, they announced the beta starting in August. That was basically it. Um, yeah. In terms of comic books specifically, they said there would be comic books included, but it would be curated, and several news sites referred to it as rotating uh, comic books that will be on the service. So, um, and that doesn't surprise me. Even the word curated to me sounds like oh, it's not just everything after a certain point. It's you know, it's yeah. a selection of comics. So. Um, so that may be disappointing, um, but they do sell a lot of trades. I, mean, I think DC, even more than Marvel, do, do really well in the trade business. So I think they they do because they it's the way they stagger their trades. Yeah, it's also why they have never had an unlimited service because for years people have said, "Oh, why is there no DC unlimited like Marvel?" Uh, it's just because they actually sell a lot of trades. Yeah. They, they like selling trades. So I, I will say Orlando's hyping up a new book as well. On, yeah, he's he's that, he mentioned this a couple of months ago. Uh, but just this week, he's been doing a bit, a few more teas. Like, oh, I got the first links back this week of this new dream project that I'm working on for DC. Yeah, yeah. He says um, he's been working on it for over a year. Mm. Um, it's the richest thing he's ever done, most creative, and every moment, every word matters, not to mention the art. 
And I did see that there was a an image that was put out that seemed to have Superman in the the t-shirt and jeans. Oh, that wasn't uh, Orlando. That was um, uh, Morrison's co-writing an annual. Is it Sideways? I think it's a Sideways annual. Right. Okay. I just saw the the art was posted by Orlando. Oh, I think, yeah. By the way, I I hate that jeans look for Superman. Just I'm on the record of saying that. I'll say it again. Since it's been brought up, I don't know what context it is that Sideways is hanging out with Gene Superman. Is he time traveling? Is he in a different universe? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah Grant Morrison's co-writing that 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 annual. Um, I saw that this week actually. Yeah, I mean, that's news in itself, I guess. I, I, I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it was just like, oh, he's in the jeans. Why is he in the jeans? Yeah, I I didn't see him. Uh, confirm what it was like. I just yeah. saw him post that image. I mean, unless he's in multiple things with the jeans, because the image I saw was him with side, like sideways. Was, no, was in the no, image. it is. Uh, I, yeah. re- I didn't remember that, but I just remembered the, the, yeah. the jeans. Obviously, that stuck out to me. Um, I, I, it was on his Twitter, but I've just looked now, and he he confirmed it the next day, yeah. saying it was uh, from the annual. As for as for Orlando's thing, I mean, it's frustrating because I want to be excited. He's been working on this for a year. It's a dream project, but. He's got more misses for me now than he does hits, it's, really. It's, it's hard to care, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure I'll try issue one, whatever it is. Give it a shot, right? He's, he's not like a write-off. He's not a complete... You know, I, I like this Supergirl up until a point, so he's and not it, a write-off. I think it depends on the, what the book... If it's a what team book, I'm not is. bothering. <laughs> he's on JSC. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't do that to me. Oh dear! Um, I'll try issue one or whatever it is and check it out. But my expectations yeah, are wow. completely you didn't do in check. Did you? I didn't, but that just that annoyed me though because he shoehorned like a teaser that into Supergirl's final yeah, issue, yeah, yeah. and it was com- yeah. it completely just took over that issue. I, I, that upset me so much. I was just I was angry. I was like, no, I'm not trying your stupid book. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. Yeah, yeah. pretty bitter. Amber, yeah. So salt, salt was hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Especially since that that book was great up until the last issue. It was getting better and better. I mean, mentally, Jodie Houser coming in and co-writing it did, did do a lot for that book. It helped, but, yeah. Um, behave. So, yeah, so that's all the news. Not not a lot of news this week. Just a couple of little tidbits here or there that came from Twitters and a, a delay. Uh, so, but I, I guess with that, we can get on to... I mean, man, 10 minutes in and we're starting on the books. This feels weird. It does. It does. There should be more banter, more small talk, more... Things I don't know. Connor's ginger isn't he awful? Comment yeah, below. <laughs> but, but it's fine. Dude, dude, tell me how you've been feeling with the World Cup. What you've been watching? Half, Piss half off. Germany went out. Yeah, now Portugal are gone. Piss yeah, off. I don't Ronaldo care. Shut up. We're not day. doing World Cup talk. No, I am defending our audience. Ninety-nine point nine percent of whom I am sure do not care about the World Cup, and I I am here as a as I, a I, champion I, I, for I'm them. I'm willing to dispute that statistic. It may as well have been at any point. Hey, if 1% don't care about it, your talk is too much about it. Too much. <laughs> Only because you're in the 1%. <laughs> if I'm in the 1%, that 1% is correct. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not in the financial 1%. I'd like to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not yeah, quite. But hey, uh, no. Nah, uh, I, mean, I read uh, the first three issues of Gideon Falls this week. If I did some... Offbeat really small talk. Um, yeah, this is Jeff Lemire's uh, image book, and it got announced that they were doing a TV show this week. Uh, they're developing it for TV, and it's on sale. There's a Jeff Lemire sale on Comixology right now at the time of recording. And the first three issues, issue four was the last one that came out. The first three are on sale for a dollar each. I grabbed them up, 
and I read them all when I couldn't sleep the other night because of the heat. <laughs> and it's pretty, it's pretty freaking good. It's just, it's uh, got your mystery. It's got, it's got your dread, your your, your villain, your mysterious villain that's like full of dread whenever you see him, and it's, it's good. I highly yeah, recommend. And, it. and if you enjoyed his his Green Arrow stuff, it's a reteam with with Sorrentino. Yes, yes. Um, so no, that, that was good. I haven't read. I have two Marvel books from last week. I still haven't read, uh, which is Avengers three and the first Iron Man issue. I read them both. Avengers three is it's more of the same. You more know? the same. So it's fine. I've right. been yeah. entertained. Sure. Um, Iron Man's weird. It's getting a lot of praise. It's. I think it's fun, but I don't think it's great. Like it's mm. it's lacking a, a spark. It it feels really hollow and empty. Like it's. It's doing all these things I should like, oh, and I do like in theory, but there's just no depth to it. Yeah, that's how I feel with Dan Slott Spider-Man. That's why I stopped reading it. It felt yeah, hollow yeah. and empty. Like it was fine. Like it wasn't offensively bad. It was done some fun stuff, but ultimately I just felt really unfulfilled by reading it. Yeah, uh, no, that's how I felt. I did. I read uh, issue three of Venom as well. Um, enjoying that. Two was the weakest because that was like the the origin issue. You know, it was like, uh, oh, here, here you go. Yeah, they're always a chore when you do those, aren't they? Um, but issue three was pretty good. It's doing some some cool stuff, but really well written and and drawn. So I can't complain too much. Thor's back, which has been excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not, I've not read a whole whole bunch of other comics. Gideon Falls was the one thing I've read in the last couple of weeks that wasn't uh, you know my weekly yeah DC yeah. books or, or my pillbox books. But um, you know I've been playing a lot of video games. I guess I'm still in the mid from E3. Um, and, and chipping away at some games. See, I, I've read more comics than I have games just because they're easier to fit in. I can, I can go uh-huh. right 10 minutes ahead. Well, it's because I've been streaming as well. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice little motivator uh, to, to, to stream a little bit. Mail Fuzz TV on Twitch if you want to come subscribe. Or not subscribe. We don't have subscriptions active. Follow. Follow is the right term yeah. on, on Twitch. Because, uh, you know, I mean, half, half the time I'm streaming, I'm typically talking to whoever's talking to me about comics um, or horror movies or shit. So, um, but no, have fun that. Actually, I, I played, um, there was a demo on GOG for, it's not out, the game's not out yet, but uh, Xenonauts 2. And Xenonauts right. is like the spiritual successor of the original style of XCOM. You know, because obviously XCOM, yeah. I love I love the new XCOM, XCOM 2 is fantastic. But I never played Xenonauts, and I thought, oh, maybe I should try that because you know it's just kind of the, the the old school version of XCOM, but you know reimagined to work on modern systems and you know a new campaign and all the rest of it. Uh, so I, I downloaded the demo. I only put a couple of minutes of it because I, I was well, I was reading comics for the show, <laughs> but um, I was like, ah, oh, seems you know it's obviously it's a bit more in depth, it's a bit more hardcore yeah. time units and all that. But it was I was like, oh, you should uh, you should do the uh, the Batman Telltale at some point. I should. I've not played that yet. Um, it's also also on the GOGs. It's also on Steam. Um, yeah. Have you have you done a Wolf Among Us? I've not. The, the only Telltale game I've played. I've I've played. I think three out of five chapters of the first Walking Dead. That's all I've all I've played so far. Okay. I, I'd recommend the, the Batman and uh, Wolf Among Us. Obviously, yeah, get uh, get more into. I've your, heard Batman season stuff. two is pretty good, and I've heard Wolf Among Us. Is good. I've actually got Wolf Among Us on Steam. I just it's been there for years. <laughs> Because yeah. it's Steam, and I bought it in a sale at some point, and I've not touched it. Yep. Because of course, uh, I did. I'll tell you what I got in GOG though, because it was on sale for like next to nothing. And I'll be. I'm looking forward to streaming this at some point. I don't know when. I've got some games I need to finish before I start anything new. But um, Deadly Premonition is on the docket, uh, okay. which is the game that was. It's heavily inspired by Twin Peaks and David Lynch. It's got horrible gameplay from everything I hear, but it's is that, so. What with the the camera? I don't know if it's got a camera in it. Okay. Are you thinking um, of Fatal Frame? 
No, a different one. Oh, okay. Um, but it's so weird, and like the story makes it worth playing. And it's so, it's so sort of bad, it's good. It's, it's like, most video games that are bad, you don't want to play, because if the game plays bad, it's a chore. Unlike a yeah. movie, where a bad movie can be really entertaining and fun. Uh, same with a comic, really. Like, I mean, the plot can be really bad and fun if it's well written, but if it's a chore to read, you don't want to read it. But this is like, this seems to be the game that broke through where it's so bad it is good. Like people just agree, no, you should it, play it, this. Are you saying it's the, it's the room of gaming? Kind of, kind of. Um, but the the plot is so batshit, David Lynch inspired that that's why it's worth playing. Uh, so naturally, it appeals to me. <laughs> so so. Uh, I'll be doing that at some point. I'm looking forward to playing that now. Um, and I'm, I'm on the market for the first Xenonauts when it goes on sale because I think I think I like the demo. I, I need to play it probably. I only played a few minutes of it. I'll, I'll go back and actually finish not, the demo. Not in all the, the summer sale at the minute. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think That's it weird. is. You know what? I'm going to check. I'm going to check. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. So check it right now. Why not? Why not? Well, you know what? I feel like starting comics talks at 10. Because there'll be timestamps. If people want to skip and go straight to the comics, they can. That's always an option. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't say it. we're not I'll, good I'll, to you. To, to, you know, I've, I've been reading more of the, the Mighty Thor Masterworks. And oh, I'm about to start the, the last volume of the, the Jerry Conway stuff. So I'm getting up there. I'm in the uh, you know the uh, low 200s. You know, about 215-ish, I think I'm at. So, I mean, it's getting there. I'm, I'm still enjoying it. When did Steam stop um, like predicting your searches? When did that happen? I don't. I don't think it's ever predicted searches, has it? Oh yeah, like I used to type in a few letters and it would like have a little drop down with the, the games you're probably typing, and I click on that. Oh, you're right, you did didn't it? No, no it's not. No, I had to type in the whole word, like yeah, some sort of gone a chump. Time. Yeah, Xenonauts is a long word, and you got to spell it right. Yeah. So surprisingly, I had no trouble spelling it right. Uh, oh, it was on sale. Ooh. <laughs> oh. For a reasonable cost. Oh yeah, yeah, it's seventy-five percent off. I can't. Uh, I can't shake a stick at that. I think I might be purchasing that after. Uh, yeah, uh, people who enjoy watching me play XCOM will enjoy watching me play that. People who hate watching me play games like that and want to, want me to play the the third-person like horror games, uh, brace yourselves. Uh, anyway, <laughs> is that should, is that, should we talk about some comics? Is that sufficient for the the the, the banter portion of the the opening? I, I think so. Yeah, okay. If you're not going to let me talk about any football, I think I'm done. Oh, God, no, we're not doing that. Um, I, I would rather talk about Star Wars than talk about football. Do you know what? It's, it's, it's really funny. The, the week that I'm missing, um, you know, like I'm not here anyway, is actually the, the day of the final. So oh, good. be very glad I'm not here because that final, assuming it doesn't go extra channel penalties or anything, would finish about 15 minutes before we usually start recording. What a nice week for you to miss. Me and Matt can so, enjoy yeah, a sports-free zone. I, I, I would zone. have been talking about it. Mm. All right, yeah, let's talk about comics. So we will start off. Um, I actually debated pushing this so that we wouldn't start with one you hadn't read. But, but you also didn't read the preload to the wedding issue. I didn't want two you didn't read back to back. <laughs> so so I made a, I made a cut. Because originally that was going to be second because it was more the eventy thing. But I thought, no, no, I'll put it after Detective. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know, flipping back and forth. It's a really weird week for Matt to be off, actually, because there's a few books that um, either you and him read or I and him read. Yeah, he, he's been a bit awkward, hasn't he? Yeah, it's an awkward week to, to take off. Not that he picked when the convention was on, but still. Uh, he chose to go. Still, uh, we got Man of Steel number five. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, of course, writing. Adam Hughes on the art in this issue, um, and the art's fantastic. I, this is the thing. I, I like, you know, I was maybe uh, 
like I said on Twitter this week that I'd maybe critique that this one feels the most out of place art-wise just because the style's so unique and different. Um, mm. And because they've all been different, so obviously it's, it's not got like a flaws in art because it's meant to be a different artistic issue. But um, but don't 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 misread that as me saying it is not fantastic because it Hughes is, is, is very blocky, whereas yes. everyone else is, is a lot more scratchy. Very blocky, yeah. very inky. It's, it looks really cool. It's really sort of, sort of darker tone to it. Not not in a sort of us dark Superman tone bad. Not not like that. Just just in the, the way that it it treats the blues and the way that it treats because you know the start of it's in space and it's you know it's full of blood, mm. deep blacks. It's just it's good. Um, and it actually convinced me. I never really thought about it, but I'm like, no, man, I could go for Hughes on a Superman book. Superman or Supergirl, like one one of those two at some point. Okay. I'm a Hughes fan. Put him on it. Um, so yeah, so so we ended last issue with Superman going supernova in the fortress, and he's flying Rogalzar into space at the start of this issue. Actually, I want to mention the first page. The first pages of each issue have all had like an eye theme. There's been like a circle in the center. It just as the opening narration plays, and this one's really cool because it's. From the perspective, because Superman's like in his narration, he's questioning if the people inside Kandor and the and you know, in the miniaturized city, if they were aware they were about to be destroyed when Rogalzar did this. And the the first page is like people in a city looking up, and you can just see the eye of Rogalzar as if it's the sun, but really big in the sky. It's a really nice page, uh, and really intimidating. So no props to that page. But yeah, so Rogalzar punches Superman so hard, he, you know, into the moon. Uh, he leaves him there kind of stranded. We, we go to the, the you know the, the next little bit of the, the John going with Jor-El plot uh, in the middle, and we leave Superman sure. on the moon. Um, and I, I know what you're referring to. Oh, yeah, because you, you, you... Were you not listening last week? I, I haven't listened since about issue two, to be honest. You should still be paying, paying attention and seeing what's going on. I should, on. but I just got bored. Well, John, Jor-El came to get George. Like, oh, he's my heir. I'm going to take him around the galaxy. And this issue, again, I've got a couple of pages of it, and John seems to want to go, and Jor-El's like, yeah, I'm going to take you around the galaxy, and John's like, oh, well, I'll be back before school starts, and, you know, how much underwear will I need? And Clark and Lois are like, uh, sorry, kid, no. <laughs> He's basically a stranger. You're not going around the galaxy with him. Um, but it ends with John saying, no, I'm going. And Jor-El looks really smug, and Clark looks really pissed. And so I'm assuming what's going to happen next issue is that Lois is going, okay, fine, you can go, but I'm coming with you. Like, you're being supervised. This this is how we get rid of John for a little bit at the start of the, the, the main runs, isn't Just it? Just for a little bit. I mean, I think it's fine. If, if Bendis wants to, like, have, like, Superman on his own for a little bit, but without erasing anything, just, you know, for, for an arc or two before sure. they come back, I think that's fine. Like, you know, there's nothing to worry about that. It's, it's the same with Batman. However, so often a writer just want to do a Batman on his own story. They don't want to have a Robin, they don't want to have a Batgirl, they don't want to have any of the supporting cast. They just want to do Batman. You, you, you're talking about Tom King? Uh, uh, supporting cast pops up in that quite a lot. Here or there, but the, there's not been a... There's no... I mean, I think Damien's been in the book maybe twice in 50 issues. Yeah, okay. But again, I'm okay with that because... No, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, you know, that that's a prime example. Oh sure, uh, it's because Batman, especially. I, f- I feel like one book will just be Batman on his own, and then another book will be Batman with his. With yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit more noticeable in Superman, where you know Damien's in other books, Nightwing's, and you know all, oh, all the sure. Bat family have their own books. Whereas Superman, it's it's Superman in action, and it's it's weird if they're not in one of them. Oh yeah, uh, which is why I think it's, it makes sense if he wants to have them gone for a little bit to just actually have a reason and actually write them out for a little bit you have to yeah yeah before they come back and the fact that Clark's actually dealing with being lonely and missing them is also part of the plot so I mean it's fine like it's not like it's been ignored or whatever 
Uh, but it's actually interesting. We go, we go back to the the, the new character, um, uh, Good, the firefighter, and she's she's looking at the the map of the, where the, all these fires, all the arsonist fires are popping up over the city, and she's looking for a pattern. And uh, the other firefighters are like, "Oh, so you're looking for a pattern?" So, yeah, I guess that's how this works. And he's like, "She's looking for like a pattern to where like, the the arsonist is going." And she's like, "Yeah, that's what Batman said we should I should do that." And like, wait, you met Batman? You've been here like four days. You met Batman and Superman. Uh, so I just thought that was a fun little scene. Uh, but they get a call uh, for another fire, and when she gets there, uh, Supergirl's already there, and she's got like a, a bathtub full of like kids that she saved from the fire. Um, and she actually, oh hey, you, you spoke to Superman. Do you have any idea where my cousin is? She, she wants to know where Superman is, and she's like, oh no idea. And it's actually what the Justice League show up. This is kind of the, the issue where the rest of the league get involved because they realise this is kind of a big deal, and they get kind of worried. And uh, Kara actually realises. Um, you know, where would Clark take him if he was trying to get him away from, like, you know, everyone else? And she thinks of the moon. So she flies to the moon. And there's actually a great page here. In fact, I love the panel. Uh, Supergirl, like, flying up to the moon. One of the panels, it's almost like that final shot from Superman the movie where Clark's going in front of the Earth. But it's Supergirl. It's a really nice page. Uh, but she gets to the moon and it's almost like a, a rendition. You know that classic Crisis cover or, or a moment of Clark holding her? You know, oh, yeah, Supergirl? Yeah, yeah. It's that, but she's holding him because he's on the moon. Basically, you know, he's been beat to shit. Yeah. He's been left there lying for dead, and she's holding him. And we come back to Earth, and he's in a hospital bed, and the Justice League are there, and they're basically debating what's going on. And like, oh, so he said cleanse. Like, oh, well, that's this sounds kind of extreme. And they're, they're debating, okay, what do we do about this? You know, Kara's there, and Superman's like, oh, and he's thinking to himself, oh, Kara remembers Krypton. I don't. So she's like, I've never seen her with this reaction before. Uh, so I like how it's, it feels heavy enough that the league is starting to get involved and it's like, okay, this is something big that Superman can't necessarily take down on his own. Uh, it feels very logical the way it's doing this. and Also, it's just fun seeing Bendis actually write the other characters. Like when they first show up at uh, the burning building, like at the bottom of the page, Flash is just like, oh, by, uh, I put the fire out, FYI. Everyone else is talking about what's going on with Superman and he just sort of speeds in and goes, oh, I put the, the fire out, FYI. Um, you know, and I know you don't like the dialogue, but if you like Bendis speak, there's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I kind of stay silent during this because I know, you know, my my opinion is kind of, you know, it, it doesn't really mean much on on this. It, it's not a, a a statement of the quality. Oh, a quality of the book, sure, but I, I think for keeping up in what's going on generally in the universe with the the, yeah. the Superman and the, the new villain, I, I think's uh, worth worth. I'll knowing. worry about it at the end. But. Uh, uh, so yeah, so so I mean, they're really hang, hung up in the word cleanse. Like he said, cleanse like a zealot. Like you know, did Krypton have zealots like this? So they're debating that. They're openly talking about it. Um, and it's when Batman says something along the lines of like, "Oh, he you know destroyed Krypton to cleanse," you know, and Superman's like, "Oh shit!" And he flies off. And there's a great moment here as well where Kara is about to chase after him, and she's kind of pissed that he's he's flown off without her to do something. And Diana like kind of says, "Hey, no, look, understand like." If this villain, who's like one of the most dangerous villains he's ever thought, is here to just completely wipe out Kryptonians, he doesn't want you in the field with him. He doesn't want you there to like. He, he you need to be here as essentially as the second, as the backup. Um, because she even says, you know, we need you not to be with him if he's going off to deal with with Rogue Czar. Um, you know, we can't lose both Kryptonians. So it was, it was a really nice little moment. Um, and I actually kind of love seeing Supergirl interact with the Justice League and having, like, those relationships. Because I've always felt that like she belongs, if not in the Justice League, at least on, like, the, the Titans or, or something like that. Uh, so it's a really nice touch. But basically, Superman and his narrations like, right, I promised Star Labs I wouldn't do this anymore. But I'm making the call. It needs to be done. And he actually flies through the Earth to get to the core 
of the planet because he suspects that Rogal Czar is down there up to no good. Because obviously, I mean, he left mid-fight before. You know, he, he knocked him out and then left. You know, what's he up to? Uh, and sure enough, he's down there on the core, seemingly up, you know, trying to destroy the planet. Uh, and that's where we end. That's a big cliffhanger for the for the issue. Uh, so no. So I was loving it. Uh, the art in this issue was was beautiful. Um, I love the league being concerned about Clark, Supergirl being concerned, them all working together, talking about this openly about how much of a big threat this is. Um, it really feels like it's 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 not just Superman. It's it's because I, I think what's funny is people before this started like, oh, is Bendis going to look scrap all the supporting cast and everything else? And not only is he using the supporting cast really well, building new supporting cast, he's really like playing with the connections with all the Justice League. You know, there's been a couple of good Batman scenes with him so far. Uh, the entire league being here was was cool. Um, uh, I loved all that stuff. So, no. Uh, so, if I'm going to rate the book, if I'm going to give it a rating out of the old 10, I would probably, once again, go with a 9. I really can't fault much in this issue. Cyborg looked a bit weird. When, when, it, when the Justice League first showed up, he was a bit gold-looking, and I thought that was strange. I get that it was meant to be because there was a fire nearby, and it was like the, the flames were... I guess reflecting on him, or the, the the orange light was was lighting him up, but it just looked kind of weird in gold. Fair enough. That's my critique. <laughs> That's my critique. I'm I'm a okay a okay. It's with very this. critical of you. <laughs> well, nothing else bothered me. Everything, everything else worked. I mean, actually, no. If I'm going to critique something without more context, John just kind of defiantly saying, "No, I want to go with Jor El." Um, I think you know for a second there that did feel a little bit out of character. Like I don't understand why he's so like because he's, he's never really been defiant with his parents before. At least not to this extent. I don't think. Whereas like no, I'm going. No, never. I mean that's kind of the whole point of his character and his teaming with Damien has been that. Yeah. He so, kind of does what he's told. So I'm curious to see um, the rest of that and maybe a bit more of his motivation for for wanting to go. Yeah, I suppose as a critique as well, the the art as a shift. As, as part of the story, being so vastly different is kind of a critique, right? It, it, it's it, it, to the flow of the story I as mean, a whole. I mean, I'd critique issue two a lot because Shana didn't finish the issue and that shifted halfway through. Uh, so that's definitely the worst in that sense. Um, it's, it's weird because obviously you, we came in knowing every issue was going to be a different artist. So, yeah. It was just a moment when I opened the first couple of pages where I was like, oh, this is way different than before. Like, yeah, yeah, but I, I think in some ways that even though the art itself, I, I, I believe you know, I believe it's fantastic. That is kind of a criticism that you had a moment where you went, "Oh, this is different," right? Sure, sure. Um, again, I think it's weird in this case though because it was always marketed as every issue has a different artist. No, just, no, you know, it was. it's not. I, I think it'd be worse if we had four of the same artist and then this issue yeah. switched the hues. Um, so you know. Well, that'll take us on to Detective Comics 983, Brian Edward Hill writing Miguel Madoncha on the art. Uh, so this is the first part of the On the Outside. Every time they say the word outside, it's bolded. Yeah, sure, we are getting an Outsiders book after this. That's not where this is going. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Worst kept secret. Um, so, yeah, so this is the, the start of this arc, and we are, we're obviously introduced to Black Lightning. We're introduced to a, a mysterious villain for Batman who's got an interesting motivation. Uh, or at least an interesting angle that he's playing with Batman, which we'll talk about. Um, and yeah, so I guess I am curious. What did you think of the, the first part of this the story? I thought, was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, but I'm not like all in. I don't love it, but I think it's solid. I like it quite a bit. I I think because um, obviously I've, I've never read anything by Brian Hill before, and I've heard people like him um, from from um, uh, what's the Whale Storm book? Michael Cray. Yeah, I was gonna say Cray. Yeah. Um, 
so I've heard good things about his work, uh, but I haven't read any of them before myself. Um, so I wasn't sure what his voice sounded like or whatever. Obviously, I read the, the Hong Kong Fui <laughs> crossover yeah. issue, but I don't know if that's the best thing to judge a, a writer's... No, you don't know how representative that is. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought he had a good tactic here. I like what he's doing with Batman, because the villain's motivation here is that you're not that scary anymore. Like, you were at first, but you've become such like an icon, and you've... Because his, his whole thing is that he's going after the sidekicks, because... As, as this villain says, they make him weak. Because we have this... Because uh, that's quite a dark opening, actually. We see this, like, bat fanboy, essentially, who's been interviewed on TV. He's, like, a YouTuber uh, who who posts vlogs and Batman-related things all the time. And we cut to, like, uh, Duke, the signal, uh, yeah. f- finding this, this, this teenager, uh, like, tied up and, like, you know, kidnapped. No, that's true. I, I'll be honest, I think some of my biggest issues in the book are these first couple of pages. Oh, go on. Especially this first page, opening on such a dialogue-heavy interview. I feel like that may not be a, the, the right choice to start a story on that. Joe, it's funny. Um, I kind of... I, I sympathise with what you're saying, and I get it. Because, I, I, you know, obviously... Because, hell, I, I think even I was like, oh, is the whole page going to be this dense? Or the whole book going to be this dense, rather? Um, but at the same time, like... I think about this tactic, because this is something Dark Knight Returns did, was you'd have the yeah. news reports and stuff, and that was very dense whenever you got to one of those pages. And I, I, I think that has aged poorly for those parts. That's, that's fair. Um, but at the same time, like I think about it, and again, it's a comic book, I shouldn't necessarily you know, use this as, a, as a, a valid comparison, but if a movie starts like this, where it starts with a news report, I would never... I'd be, oh, that's a fine way to start. You get out some exposition, you're interesting in this new character, you're, you're doing all these things... Um, ultimately, I don't think it's a big offender. You know, when I can, when I think of other books that have these types of pages, but the news it's reports, it's not the worst. Yeah. but it stood out to me. as soon as I opened it. I went, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, there's only two pages of it though in the whole book. I think though, no. there, there is, uh, but yeah. and I was glad it was only the one page there at the start, uh, as it was because I was like, okay. It, I, I think if if you are worried about that, I understand why he started with this because the whole point of the story is the perception in the public of Batman. So the idea that you've got this YouTuber who's kind of neutered him himself because he's like, oh, he's just a fun topic to talk about on the on the blogs and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense thematically that this is what he's starting with. And I do like the tease at the end with whoever's watching it, you know, smashes the TV. Like, you know, it's a nice subtle little, uh, like, oh, okay, we've got the angry, mysterious looker. Uh, yeah. You know, watching this. Um, I think to alleviate that fears, it does immediately cut to a page that is much bigger panels, very little text. You know, it's just you know, here's here's just sequ- is, sequential yeah. art, which ironically has possibly my only art critique of, oh, of the issue. Is um, so it does the the bit of the study of the acrobatic leap with the silhouettes. Uh, it's something you've seen in a lot of Nightwing books specifically. Um, I don't like the using the block colors. It, whenever I see it, usually it's it's a bit faded to show it's a transition. Like that was the mm. past movement. Here they almost look like yellow lantern constructs. That's fair. Yeah. It really threw me out of it for, for a minute. I was like, "That it just it, that's not the way this is usually portrayed," and I don't think this worked quite as well. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it per se. I, I, I mean, I agree. When you, now you're telling me, yeah, it looks like yellow lantern constructs. It kind of does, uh, but there was never any like risk of me confusing it. <laughs> I think I think the, the the transparency, just adding a bit of transparency yeah. to see through it fixes the entire issue fixes the entire issue no i mean the issue of this the, oh the, the problem they should have said the problem okay but... right i was gonna say that's how big this is bothering you no no <laughs> no 
But um, I think that fixes the problem, the transparency. But just having it being a block, uh, kind of, it ruins the flow of it a little. No, that's fair. That's fair. It did stick out to me as super amount, but like, I can't really fault that critique. Hmm. Um, also, when when did Duke get the Christmas sticks, like Nightwing? I, I really noticed them, you know, in in on those panels, or, you know, on those silhouette ones, where he's got the sticks at the side. I'm like, when did he get those? Maybe at the end of his mini. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot that existed. To be honest, because we never—I mean, I read the first issue of that, so I mean, I have no idea if he got them in. Yeah, I, I read the first one. This, this could be a first, though. This could just be no. Now he's got sticks because. Yeah, it could be, but I just, it just started. I was like, oh, when did he get those? That's that's very, dick. But yeah, uh, so the villain blows. This was a trap. He blows him up, and Duke is severely hurt, and you know he's he's he's, he's back at the Wind Manor in the cave, and he's on the hospital bed. Alfred's patched him up, and this it, is where we get some really strong layout work. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, some. Uh, almost blood blood ve- vessel looking uh, yeah. divides in the page. It's yeah. it's really um, it's not neat at all. It's, no, it's, it's really, messy, uh, yeah. unbalanced, and I think that's what works most about it. Yeah, then um, you know, obviously we're we're again we're setting up the team, right? <laughs> because Jean pops up, pops down, and again I love that Jean's just around again, and he's popping up here or there, like you know, it's all over the place now. Great. Uh, and Batman's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to put a team together. The, the league's going to be aware of it. I'm not going to hide it from the league, but it's going to have to be something on, wait for it, the outside. Yeah. The outside yeah. of the league. Get get it? Outsiders, get it? Uh, but yeah, so no. Uh, <laughs> right. But I, I like that John also asked about Duke. Uh, it's just, it's, again, it, it's one of those things where Duke is came into existence when Jean was like gone or missing. I mean, I think his mini in DCU was kind of on at the time, but like he's so yeah. disconnected from that in that character that it just it feels kind of nice to like oh he's aware of him and like you know yeah. again you know we're, we're, we're all in sync. Um, and of course we have a the ridiculous comic book technology bit where the villain in the shrapnel from the explosion had data for Batman to find. Because of, of course, yeah. can I say how how weird it is to see Bruce not wearing the bat suit in the cave? He's wearing a you know the the turtleneck, or, or as Archie would call it, a tactical turtleneck. It's just it was just you know, it's straight. I don't I, I don't see him out of costume that often in in the Batcave. Uh, really. I feel like how, how often you you see him sat at the computer with the the cowl down, but still with the the outfit on. Oh, sure, I feel like I see him in the cave. Not not so little that I feel weird about seeing him not dressed in the costume. I though. I feel like it's just been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we can, we cut to Metropolis uh, and we get interested in Black Lightning and he's, he's he's interviewing someone for a job and explaining just how hard it is being a being a principal and a teacher and how how you're going to fail but uh, you have to keep trying. Um, it's it's kind of just it's, it's an introduction to his character. It's like showing his determination, his attitude, his outlook in life uh, yeah. as we're as we're seeing him save a girl from a of a villain. Uh, using his powers and stuff, so it's basically just a nice introductory. Here's who Black Lightning is in a nutshell. If you don't know who it is, here's here's the the explanation. Um, and then we, then we get the other uh, the news program, and this time it's the mother of the the kid who died, and she blames yeah. Batman, uh, and she has nothing to say to him. Um, but this time the, the, it's all cracked because the, obviously at the end of the last time the TV that whoever was watching this on has got smashed. Uh, so and we actually hear the voice at the end like. You know, I know why. You know, after someone yeah. asks, because they mentioned Markovia, uh, small yeah, country with rising Marco- tensions. Yeah, Markovia rising? Yeah. So, of course, we have the Bruce and uh, and Jefferson meeting where he he makes the job offer, um, and 
there's, there's some fun little bits here. I, I like the Batman because he, he notices the formula on the on the board, and he's like, "Oh, your your math's wrong." He's like, yeah. "Yeah, well, I'm trying to like you know fix my suit or make it better, but I'm not a you know physicist. You know, it's yeah. just not my that's not my area." Um, and you know, he, he's like, he makes the offer. He's like, "I don't want someone who always is always right. I want someone who knows when he's failed." I like that line. I thought it was a really good line. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, but yeah, so the final scene is kind of the the big tease for the the villain because Batman's back in Gotham. He's chasing some bad guys from you know or you know to just rob something or whatever. The police are chasing him as well, and he does his Batman thing. But over this, we hear the recording. It turned out the data that was in the body was a recording from this villain, and basically explaining his whole thing. It's like, oh yeah, the night no longer belongs to you. You have become neutered. Like you're this popular figure now, and you know, and then he calls him Bruce. You know, I, I like that that's that all because you know, all the panels have like several of these like you know uh, speech bubbles from the recording, but that one is just the one. It's just the Bruce. It's like yeah. no, I know who you are. Like this is more serious than you thought. Um, and yeah, it is. It, I love how this is shown though because after he like deals with these bad guys, as he's listening to this through through his earpiece, he looks over and he notices like a group of people on the on the street filming them on their on their phones. And he doesn't look very happy about it, and he drops a smoke pellet, and it's great. It's, you, you get the silhouette of Batman in the smoke, like you know the classic look. You get him like firing the grapple gun outside of the smoke. But what I love about it is the very next panel, you see him come out of the top of the smoke, and you can see him clearly, almost like, oh yeah, you masked your appearance for a second, but they're still filming you. They can still see yeah. you going up through the smoke. Um, the mystique is gone. Is kind of his thing. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I thought that was well done. I and, think. Uh- I agree with most of what you're saying. I think that oh, him knowing he's Bruce, I'm like, okay, whatever. That that feels like a really just an easy way to make him a threat to me. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, it's not like the first time I've done that. No, exactly. So I feel like, I mean, the the other stuff's not bad, but I need more before I'm into this villain. Yeah. Oh, when when I was complimenting, that, I was more complimenting how it was revealed and the and how oh, okay, it was laid that's out. Fair. The, not the, not the so much that I thought that him knowing he's Bruce is excellent on its own. Yeah, yeah, I just I groaned a little bit of that. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing it, it. It's such an easy way of going. Look how much of a threat he is. Oh right? sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if the villain himself is a threat per se. I mean, I, th- I think the fact that he's already injured Duke, and obviously in the last scene he was going to go after Cass. Um, although I don't like his chances. Cass is going to wait the floor with you. One on one with Cass. That's a that's a brave man. No, no, that's a stupid man. <laughs> Unless he's got a lot of tech to back him up. You know, it's not just like a straight one on one combat. Yeah, he has a fancy looking gun. Yeah, he has got a sword on his back too. Yeah, yeah. So maybe old cop. I it's it's so much that I think he's a threat. Yeah, although they're doing a decent job of starting getting there. I think it's more the this belief that he's you know he wants to make Batman better. He, he thinks the sidekicks are making him weak, and he's lost his mystique. And Batman might actually be like, shit. You know what? He's kind of right. Like you know, I'm not feared the way I used to be. But I think that's an interesting idea to explore. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I like that idea so I think that's cool so yeah we see Cass at the end and she wants to see Duke because he's like, oh he's hurt I want to see him um, but have we seen them interact much? not really I buy that Cass cares though she's a caring person no, no, that's, that's fair I'm just I'm like I don't remember seeing them interact once yeah. not really I'm glad that Cass is uh, I mean it's only been one issue since we, we ended Tinian's run but I'm, like, I'm just glad Cass is still a permanent fixture she's still around sure, yeah. she's doing things it's fine um, but yeah, uh, and the villain's got like a—he's almost got like a Mister Bloom mask on, actually. Different colours, yeah. but the shape, the, the symbol in his face is very similar to that. The sort of star. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um, but no. So yeah, good, good luck fighting Cass. 
much. Yeah, gonna need it. That's all I'm going to say to that. Uh, no, I quite liked it. I, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was very much the setup issue, specifically the Black Lightning stuff. I, I think he's got a good voice for Black Lightning, uh, but that stuff was basically just you know setting it up. I think next issue is when he, he arrives, and uh, yeah. given the pace of this, given that we've got this new villain to take care of in this arc, I more than ever I'm convinced. No, this is just the setup for the actual team story because you know this was sold to us. Oh, he gets Black Lightning to put a team, you know, with these characters. Given that Duke's out cold, that Cass might be injured after this, or at the very least, you know. Like, yeah. busy fighting this bad guy I'm like no no we're just going to get to the point where the team is just forming by the end of this, this oh arc. definitely so yeah and it'll be like and, and you know they'll, they'll announce the, the Outsiders book just before that last issue probably it depends when they want it to start because if, if they do that just before the last well no because it's double shipping so maybe that works it's only three months yeah do they want a three month gap though after the last issue I mean we're already at, at least one month gap right we've because we've had the next stuff solicited haven't we or have we just got to the end of this been solicited um okay september this is what no that should be done because this is what five issues six issues five or six yeah so you got this is this is the last of june two july two august one september so yeah so if, it, if it's six issues then we've just had the, the, the last one solicited for the first half of... yeah so if it's five it'll be the end of august if they want it to be right after then we'll have to get it by for the October. next solicits. Yeah, for October solicits, which I can if, see getting. Because like, by that point, we'll have had two issues of this. No, no, that's true. But like I said, if not, I can see us just... I can see them holding it till maybe the new year, give or take. Uh, maybe. It depends when they went on launch. I, I really don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I sooner know the better, really, to be honest. No, no, like I said, it depends if there's anything else to line up with or if it's just scheduling. For oh, creators. if it's a wave, like they want to do like five books at once to say, hey, yeah. this... You know, January. Here's here's wave two of New Justice. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll probably get it announced at Comic Con. Let's be honest. Maybe I I feel like I never expect a lot of comic announcements from from San Diego Comic Con because I feel like more and more they almost want. I mean, not so much Marvel because I I I often feel like Marvel makes the mistake of announcing so much comic stuff at Comic Con because it, it gets drowned out with all the movie and TV stuff. That's fair, but I think I mean the people who want to see it will see it. Oh sure, but if they want noise, because like, I, I think DC have done a pretty good job of picking these other cons to like WonderCon. Here's a big announcement. Here's you know, no, uh, they C2 have, E2, which is why I feel like one. we're due for a San Diego, like a wave. Try and ride on some of the attention a little yeah. bit. I, I, I'm going to be dampening the expectation. I'm not going to expecting much at, at oh, SDCC. Okay. I mean, this, maybe, maybe this be is wrong. more just because lot, I know but... we're due this announcement sooner or later. Yeah. And we're coming up to Comic Con, so you know it makes sense if they're going to do it. But in about two or three weeks, right? If it's before the next solicits, then we'll absolutely get an announcement or two. Should I, should I check the date? Go on, check the date. Let's have a look. Nineteenth of July to the twenty-second. Oh, that's cutting it close. I don't know what. Uh, third Monday, which is usually the rule, is the sixteenth. Mm. I can see it being in the solicits and then they just talk about it more at Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, unless it's soliciting for November, but they just announce it here. Yeah, they could do that. They could announce stuff in advance. Uh, unless we get an E3 situation where we get a bit before, like building which up. They make, the no, and again, I think the reason for that is because, oh, there's so much movie and TV stuff that drones out everything else at Comic Con yeah. itself that, okay, we're going to have panels talking about it at the show, but we'll announce it in advance when before, it's yeah. got a spotlight. So. So hey ho, uh, but let's uh, rate, rate detective then. Uh, so what do you give it out of ten? I give it a seven point five. It's pretty good. Hmm. 
Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll, I'll go that extra half point and give it a, a solid eight. I think I'm, I'm intrigued. I think he's got a good voice. I'm I'm kind of excited now that he's going to be uh, not just the arc, but there's presumably a book coming out of this. Uh, uh, I'm 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 into it. The the, the shock it, it's going to be if he's not on the outsiders book. Oh yeah, the outsiders book, and it's like, oh here's Scott Lobdell. Like, what? Oh, no, no, that's Orlando's new book. Oh god, don't don't tell me that. Um, no, because I think back, back when Scott Snyder was kind of like he, he was letting stuff slip at that that you know oh, that, that panel. panel. Yeah, it was like oh, and the stuff that spins out of, you know that Brian Hill's doing. It's it's sounding like whatever yeah, spinning out Brian Hill's did. doing. It did, yeah. But um, plants can change. But hey ho. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's move on to Batman. Bat- Batman. I've done that a few times recently. Do you know what that? Do you know what that really was? It's um, you know the guy who plays uh, Str- uh, Hugo Strange in, in Arkham City. Yes. He always says like he says Batman. Batman. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. No. I played Bat- that game too many times to know that. Uh, so yeah, Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Harley Quinn versus Joker number one, Tim Sealy writing, uh, Sam Badgery on the art. This is the final one of these issues. Um, it does. Car uh, gave up on these uh, after what the third one, I think. Yeah, I read. Yeah, yeah you read the Batgirl one, so that was the third one. I did, yeah. Um, now, yeah, this has been a really frustrating set of one shots because the first one set is up. For, oh, maybe this will be quite good. And I thought the Batgirl one was fun, but the rest have been kind of underwhelming to kind of just feeling pointless. This one, you know, Joker and Harley. Harley puts puts them through a series of uh, like death traps, and you know he's talking about how all these death traps are very inspired. My death traps are better, and you know ultimately no, but he's the smart one. He's he's had all this, you know, he, he outwits her of course by the end, um, and he goes off to the church, which is you know the Batman forty eight forty nine story we just had in Batman. Um, it's not the worst thing ever, but it does feel very inconsequential. Like feels yeah. like there's just no point. It's a it's a tie in cash grab. It is. It, it honestly feels like a tie-in cash grab. I I I wouldn't really recommend uh, picking these up. Maybe read the Damien one if you just want the one. That, that's pretty much the reason why I stopped reading them because I don't I don't want to support this tie-in cash grab nonsense. I mean, it's fine. It'd be fine if it was just more enjoyable. But as it is, it feels like it's retreading old ground with Joker and Harley. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, then the art's okay as well. I I don't think the Joker looks particularly great. To my, oh, really? to my, to, is it, I think the art style overall is very confident. I just don't think uh, the Joker's face and uh, how he's drawn is just my, my sort of taste. Uh, and then there's stuff that's really on the nose, like Harley, the first Death Trap, Harley puts him in a big vat of pudding. Of course. Because pudding. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, he gets out, they have a bit of a fight, and then she, she, she chains him up, and, like, it's, you know, you got a big axe guy, but then the axe guy turns out he originally was loyal to the Joker, so he ends up just helping the Joker. Um, and, you know, it, it's like, it's it just just tells, is there a point to the issue between their relationship? Because I, in my head, if you're doing this, you know, Batman obsessing over the wedding, and and you know, you you go with the route of Harley being like, why haven't you been like this for our wedding? You know, why didn't we have a wedding? You know, why 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 don't you give this attention to me? Oh, that's not Harley's approach to us at all. Harley's just... It's, it's more about revenge. Like, J- Joker is the one who brings up the wedding and and wants to go to the wedding and he's upset that he's not been invited. Um, it, it, yeah. There's See, not a lot of value feels, here. It does look a missed opportunity. Yeah, like, honestly, it's the same sort of back and forth. You know, Har- this is a Harley that's broke up with a Joker um, and is, like, trying to, like, oh, I, I know... 
you 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 forget, uh, Mister J. Like you told me everything, you know, back back in Arkham when I was, you know, your psychiatrist, and it's you know, I feel like it's retreading old ground. I don't think there's anything this issue that really warranted it existing. I, I just kind of finished. It was like, you know, that wasn't offensively bad by any means. It was just like kind of a waste of time. Kind of there, yeah. So if I'm doing this quickly and if I'm rating it, it's a five out of ten. Fair enough. There you go. Short and sweet. I've no more to add. Um, but hey, so uh, we'll move on to The Flash, number 49. Joshua Williamson writing Howard Porter on the art. This is uh, probably the main event of the week, I think, in a lot of ways, for a lot of people. I think I think this week it was probably detective. In the sense mm. of, you know, this is, oh, this is new, this is setting up stuff, whereas this is just, okay, this is the next part. Oh, sure. This, this is, I mean, Flash was a bigger deal, though. Maybe. But oh, it so is. I mean, sure. I guess. Depends who you ask. No, Flash was a bigger deal. It's going to have outlasting effects that are rippling through the DCU. This is this is basically an event within the Flash. I wouldn't go that far. It is. I mean, hell, this issue is about the fact that everyone all over the planet, including the Justice League and Amanda Waller, are like, shit, what are the Flashes doing? Because they're both running around the planet so fast, they're causing all sorts of chaos. Uh, they're running through, where is it? Themyscira, Hall of Justice, Fortress of Solitude, Dinosaur Island, yeah. Arkham Asylum, Gorilla Say. On that, Themyscira. What's going on there? Um, Bit of a editorial oversight? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean... They're moving so fast that... See, I'd, I'd, I'd say they just run past them, Mascara, but the, the, the panel clearly shows them running over it. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I'm just I'm just calling it out, because that's kind of bullshit, right? Um, They vibrate through the, the, the protective force field that keeps them, Mascara, hidden to everyone. Bollocks. That's all I've got for you. Like, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, so, the, so the issue is them running so fast. Superman tries to chase after them to stop them. Uh, I actually kind of like how Batman's just like, oh, let them race. They'll blow off some steam and they'll be fine after. <laughs> I like how Batman's the optimist here. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, we need to stop them. This is dangerous. Yeah. But I was like, no, no, no. I'll just die. Just let, them, just let them do their thing. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, so... They run off, and Barry's trying to talk sense into into Wally. Um, even Hal forms a giant wall out of his green green light to stop them. They just smash through it. In fact, Hal nearly gets hurt. Barry has to save him. Uh, yeah, Wally's kind of a dick. Um, I think I think that's been a bit, a bit. No, no, he is being a bit of a dick. He charges through it, like lets Hal go flying, and he's like, oh, "It's fine. I knew you'd get him." That's being a dick. Stop defending him. But he just said he knew he knew you'd save him. What's wrong with that? Because you don't. If, if this is, this is a man who's supposed to be his his friend, you don't just put him in danger. Going, oh, it's fine. I'll be saved. That's that's being a dick. I, th- I think you're being too harsh here. I, I think Wally's motivations right now and how focused he is. I, I think it makes sense that he's he's not taking into account what's around him. I mean, I hell, that's the point. I think that's, no, that's my point. It's yeah. showing that he is being a dick because he's so focused on his own thing. He's not considering anyone else. Being a dick is stealing the last cookie. How is stealing the last cookie better than hurting someone? Hal's like, oh, my, this nearly dist- nearly broke his ring, which, I mean, okay, what? What? 
Well, that's the, but, that's my point. It's not like being a dick's just doing something stupid that's selfish. Not this. This is very selfish. That it is selfish, but it's bigger than that. It's, it's bigger. Like I, I think there's a lot better ways to describe how he's acting emotionally than just he's being a dick. It's simplifying it to an, an extreme. So yeah, so so he he actually convinces Barry because there's a point where he's like, you know, you used to trust me. When did that stop? And he's like, I, I never did stop. Like you know, I still trust you. Is like, all right? Okay what do you want to do? He's like, okay, fine, you know what, you want to do this, you're going to bring up Flashpoint, you're going to bring up all that, what do you want to do? I'm on your side. Uh, so they actually run through, they actually, I mean, Wally runs ahead so fast that Barry can't even keep up. Um, and then they get shot back out into the world. And the Justice League are all there, they're like, okay, what the hell happened? And it's like, okay, we broke something. The, the Speed Force is like, going nuts, it's like a big giant Speed Force storm in the sky. Um, I love how Aquaman's like, who's who's Jay and I, Ray? <laughs> what are you talking about, Wally? Yeah. Uh, so, you get that. And that's when Zoom shows up. And basically, lo and behold, who could have guessed it? Zoom was playing them the whole time. They didn't break the Speed Force, they just broke the barrier to the Speed Force. But not just the Speed Force, all the forces. Uh, which kinda, I, I think is cool, because it kind of ties into what's going on with the, uh, the source ball breaking and you know, the, the still force and all that. But he's like, oh yeah, there's all these different forces. There's the, the strength force, there's the, what was the other one? The, the sage force. The sage force, yeah. And he puts on like a classic Flash outfit. Uh, and we actually end, like he's fighting Barry and Wally, and it says next time, Flash versus Flash versus Flash. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. But you see that there's like, like three or four different types of energy coming off of him, including like the strength one around his fists. And there's like yeah. blue lightning, red lightning... He's, he's, he's tapped into multiple forces. He's like super Flash. Yeah. I, I wasn't super into this ending. No? No, I thought it was just a bit too... A, a little bit too far. It's been such a... A related... Somewhat grounded story, given what it's been dealing with. Hmm. And I feel this was just a step over the top. It is over the top. I feel like it's very in, in tone with what the Flash typically does, though, with being over the top. It's, it's very much... Oh, here's you know. Oh, there's a there's a sub speed force within the speed force, and there's you know. Yeah, but I, I feel like the problem is we haven't been doing that for a while, so throwing all these in you know at once here at the end of this story feels like too too much at once. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. No, I mean I, I mostly had fun. I, it's probably not my favorite issue in the in, in the I, I think I had the the more emotion from the last issue. Um yeah. But. Uh, as far as like I, I, what I liked about this one was the idea that like if the flashes really get going, they are like actually this cataclysmic event for everyone to deal with. I lo- I love the the Justice League and everyone around the world. You know, one point we cut to the atom and he's like, "Oh, something's weird." The, the microverse is yeah. reacting. So, something's like affecting all the laws of physics across the planet because they are racing, you know, over and over again, um, and not making the Earth spin backwards. Take note, Superman the movie. Take note. That was silly. Yes, it was. Yes. Um, at least for time travel. I'm not actually saying that they can't make the air spin in the opposite direction. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, Superman probably could, but literally grabbing it and, and spinning. Sure, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure they're putting enough strength into their, their footsteps. I know they're going fast, but they're, they're, you know, they're propelling themselves from the Earth. They're not pushing the Earth backwards against its rotation. What if... Yeah, yeah like a, a, a little... Like sleigh, right? You have both flashes at the front of the sleigh. You have Superman sitting in the sleigh at the back, and he puts, he just clenches his fist into the ground, and he's like, "Right, run, <laughs> run, flashes, run." So they run, they do the speed, but he's got the strength to hold on. And, and they're running 
against the spin, I take it. Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I assume that that piece of earth that someone's holding just crumbles before the earth <laughs> True, okay, move, but... that's fair. Okay, it has to get, like, a rod that goes all the way to the core. Like, a giant, giant, like... Yeah, yeah. You know. And at that point, it wouldn't actually take that much effort to move it because you've got a big criminal liver, so you can just, you know, spin it. Sure, sure. Bit physics, you know. Sure. Um, bye. Fly, fly, fly. So, yeah, Flash is big. Flash War still going... Um, and I do, I do, I do think uh, Zoom being back, and I, I actually have no problem with all these other forces. If anything, I just think it's ridiculously OP. And if this is something that Zoom kind of keeps, I don't actually mind so much because it. I mean, the way his powers worked were already different from Reverse Flash. Don't get me wrong, from from you know Eobard, yeah. but um, this would make it even more because it still essentially had the same effect, even though it was working differently. Mm. You know, the end result was still kind of super speed. Even you want, if, a, you want a way to make him more unique. Yeah. So him having these extra forces that he can tap into, even though I don't necessarily think it will be permanent, uh, is a fun way of differentiating him. Um, and no one really known who he is because he's kind of erased from the timeline. Which that was the other thing actually is that Barry admitted to Wally that he was he was kind of aware that people had been erased. They didn't know that his family had been erased specifically, but he was aware that people had been erased and that he, him and Batman were kind of working on it. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to bring that back up. But uh, oh, the art was good. Uh, Porter uh, is a classic flash flash artist. Um, yeah, it was a little bit hit or miss at times. I liked it when it got going. I thought the first page in particular, mm. um, you know, where it, you know you got uh, Waller and Trevor there. I thought that page was kind of rough, and I was a little worried, but it, it was fine after that. But that page in particular, it was almost was... like it was. It was like oh, there's no speedsters running about in this page. It's boring. It kind of does feel like that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just Amanda Waller. This is just regular human beings. There's no costumes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that page really didn't work for me. But the rest I'll, I'll, I'll give you the Themyscira complaint, though. I'll give you that one. I can't, I, I can't explain that, that at that all. That is an editorial oversight. Yeah, it's just like, hey, they shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so that's fair. I, I mean, I get, I get the logic when he was writing it though. It's like, oh no, it's like all these monuments and landmark places throughout the DC. Yeah, no, I, I but, get it, but it, it crossed. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. But hey, uh, so that was a flash. So yeah, I mean, I clearly was into it a bit more than you were. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I have no problem with the the over the top villainous uh, or villainy, I suppose, at the end of the book. Mm, fair enough. And I'm excited. That said, though, I think the emotion of the last couple of issues uh, landed better for me. Uh, than than this this did. this was yeah, just all the action. It's, it's probably the my, my least favorite issue of the arc. Um, maybe I'd have to I'd, I'd have to go see what the other issues were specifically. They all kind of blend together now, and this will blend together with the rest once I'm, you know, into the yeah. next issue. Uh, so what'd you rate it? What'd you rate it out of ten? I mean, as much as my least favorite, I have some problems. It's still pretty good overall, so probably a seven. Yeah. Um, I think I'd probably still go with an 8 with this one. I, I still have a blast. This is still the first thing I read this week. Um, and it'll probably be the first thing I read. Uh, especially now that Odyssey's not coming out in week 2. Uh, yeah, it'll probably be the first thing I read that week because it's 50. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big... It's the, it's the conclusion as well. They're having the big conclusion to this in issue 50, which is cool. Right, so that'll probably be the first thing I read. I mean, unless I'm tight on time and I, can't, I haven't got time to fit in an extra long issue but I can fit in a regular sized yeah. one and I, I want to see where they leave Wally and we're expecting him to go to like, the, the Sanctuary because of Heroes in Crisis so you'll, you'll probably be out of the book for a little while until Heroes in Crisis starts you'll be in that and then maybe we'll see where he ends up after that when this supposed second Flash book that was rumoured uh, materialises at some point 
Maybe that's what we hear. You know, I mentioned how oh, we'll, we maybe we'll get an outsiders announcement. Maybe mm. we'll get a wave announcement. We'll get that outsiders, but we'll get whatever's replacing Hal Jordan. We'll get that flash, but you know, we'll get. I'll tell you what, Batwoman's lucky that it'll be done by the time all these books start. Yeah, because there's no way in hell I'd have been finishing if it wasn't. Um, all right, we'll move on to the other sort of big new thing this week. Actually, uh, Teen Titans special number one, Adam Glass writing, Robson Roca on art. I'd never read anything about Adam Glass before, and I'd heard some people weren't too fond of his previous work. Um, so I, I, I went into this with kind of, okay, I'll, I'll go in with sort of like muted expectations, you know, almost basically neutral. I was like, okay, I don't know if it'll be bad, I don't know if it'll be good, I'll just see what it is. Yeah, and where did you come out? Uh, where did you come out? Well, I asked first. So I'm the host, it. I get to ask. Well, well, we will sit here in a standoff. I, I, I went first in the last few, so... Alright, fine. It was amazing. Do you actually think that? No, I just wanted you to react to it, and now I know how you felt. No, I just, I, I'd have been amazed if you, if you thought, even, even if, if I thought this was, oh, yeah, this was really good. <laughs> amazing is a strong word. It's a masterpiece. 10 out of 10. Throw Watchmen in the trash. This is better. <laughs> and what did you actually think? <laughs> um, it was okay. Like, I, I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. It was just kind of, like, it's actually really different from the Titan special because it's it's basically three different stories. It's like you know, there's a there's a Robin story, there's a Kid Flash story, and there's a there's an Emmy story, a Red Arrow story, and then there's like one page or two at the end of like Robin like I'm going to assemble a new team, and there's like a quick sort of page of like all the members. Uh, so obviously they're going to recruit the, the new people in in the, the next issue, I imagine. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it had, it had its moments. Um, I thought the Robin story. Where he he's he's getting he's not getting kebab. He did mention kebab at one point. He's he's getting I think soup at the Oxford soup. There you go. That was it. Um, and you know the, the, this these criminals uh, who who is it the work for the black mask? Uh, yeah. Come come to like you know there's, there's a racket. They they come to collect their money, but they're going to burn down the place. To, like you know just as a lesson to all the other stores and stuff in the area. Like this is what will happen if you don't pay up. And the, the 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 kind chef dies, and his family's left without him. So Robin goes on a rampage uh, after Black Mask. Um, I don't want to be too critical of part of this because I feel like it is it's, it's left kind of intentionally off frame so we can like revisit it later and maybe find out what he actually did. But it does heavily imply that he shoots Black Mask in the head. Yeah. Which. Because he's all like, oh yeah, Batman doesn't use guns, but I'm not Batman. And, and I'm like... And to be fair, all those guys that he left out look kind of dead. They, they, see, I thought that as well, but I thought, well, they could just be knocked out, it's fine. Like, there's it's, just there's a lot of blood, though, right? And, there is. You know, there's, there's a guy with a head through a glass. But that's the thing, I was, I was like, you know what, he's, he's just beat them up, it's fine. But then he's like, oh yeah, Batman doesn't use guns, but I'm not Batman. And then he just it, it cuts away and you hear the bam, and I'm like... Uh, what are we doing here with Damien? Like he's 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 kind of over the killing thing. He has been for a while, and yeah. he, even when he was a killer back at the, when he's in, was introduced, he was never. I'm going to massacre an entire group of people. As often no, as this. he just killed what was in front of him. Yes, yeah. it was the easiest solution. So I I don't know if there's going to be like some sort of weird like twist with Damien later that. What so we're I, doing here is we're making him Red Hood. Yeah, let's not do that for a start. That's, that's you know. That's what I got based on this, and I'm like, why? Yeah, well, this, 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 this is the one that I disliked the most because of this stuff. When it got really oh. marked, like it was uh, fine at first. It was fine when he was just kind of like threatening the guy over the roof, and you know whatever. 
That's fine. Batman does that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'll be honest. I didn't finish the entire issue. I read the Ooh. Robin one, and then I thought, uh, and, and then I read the Emmy one. I was like, these are just standalone stories that I'm bored of. I don't want a Kid Flash. One. I'm I'm done now. I didn't read the Kid Flash one. Yeah. Because at first I thought, oh, it'll do a Robin one, and then it'll do or him going. You know, I thought it would just continue to him going around collecting team a bit, and then it it did do that. I was like, okay. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I'm not super in love with it. It's kind of like it's not the worst thing. Again, like I I, I feel like I said that a lot about the. Uh... Oh, it's pretty rough though, right? Yeah, Damien's is especially rough. Like I thought, the art in some places was kind of rough. Uh, some of Damien's faces that he was pulling felt it's a bit. Yeah, Roker's off to me. done a lot of work on Green Lanterns, right? Recently. Yeah, Roker's done some good stuff in Green Lanterns. He's not a bad artist. That's the thing because I, I was I was wearing my brain. I thought it was Green Lanterns we'd seen him a lot, and I'm I've never had a problem with him on Green Lanterns. I don't think he's ever been you know stand out the best, but I thought he handled the uh, the Red Arrow story. I thought looked much better generally. I thought it looked better. Because it was a little bit cleaner, but I, I feel like um, Emmy didn't look right. I think she looked good in the costume. Maybe once they were in the dresses and it was just like, you know, regular people yeah. and the facial she reactions much a bit older weird. than she should. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they looked good in the outfits, though. The combat looked good. No, no, I'll give you that one. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, because Shadow actually poisons Emmy. Because the, the whole plot of this one is that. Uh, Shadow's been assassinating various people around the city and Emmy's been tracking her and she's sort of figured out where the next one is and she goes to try and protect the person and she has this sort of like moment with her mother where her mother hugs her and she poisons her and she electrocutes herself to kill the poison. Talk my friends, this feels like this should be such a huge thing for Emmy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just kind of not treated like that. Yeah. In fact, going back to the complaint and look too old, Kid Flash looks too old as well, actually. Does he? I, I, didn't, I didn't get that the, far. Not so much when he's in costume again. When he's in costume, it's fine. But the the, the first page of him, he's on the beach and he's got he's got these like shades on. And he he just looks, looks like a, a slightly younger Kanye West. <laughs> it's, yeah, the story of this one, it was uh, he runs into Harley Quinn and El Diablo for the Suicide Squad and they're trying to kidnap this woman and he tries to stop them. He's like, what are you doing? And then it turns out later on that it's a, that she's a murderer. Uh, she, and they're actually taking her in. And older Wally West, OG Wally West, shows up. And like he's about to help Kid Flash. And then he phones the league and finds out this is all in the up and up. And he's like, no, no, they're supposed to take her. It's fine. Uh, and the whole thing kind of leads to them having this... this They go to dinner and they have this falling out because um, young Wally's sick of following the league rules. And he's like, no, I need to do something myself, something that's outside of your system. So obviously he's going to be motivated to work with Damien because he's going to do a Teen Titans that's out of the system. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. That's basically it. Um, after you excited met, for, the, for the, the book now? Not really. <laughs> it, it feels like... It feels like Adam Glass... Just is slightly off with the characters. Just, you know... I mean, Damien's way off. If, if, if Damien's actually just killing people... Then that is like a huge then I regression. Hate that, yeah. Yeah. That, then yeah. If he's actually killing people, then I flat out despise that. I don't like it at all. Um, you know, Emmy. I think it seems most in character. She maybe doesn't react enough. Kid Flash though feels like 
I, I don't know. Like he's had his problems with Barry and trust issues, but him going completely to no, I have to stop taking orders from older people and work outside the Justice League system and do my own thing. And like, I'm like, eh, because because the whole Wally's whole thing, older Wally is like. It, for, for the future reference, older Wally is Wally, young Wally is Wallace, right? We've established, we established this. established that, like, yeah. a week or two ago, yeah. Right. Wallace's whole thing is like, no, 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 no. Everyone keeps, like, you know, talking down at me and, like, oh, but and Barry keeps, like, oh, it's, nothing's ever good enough. And Wally's like, no, no, no. He just, like, he's just trying to teach you things and there's more to learn. And, like, you may not realize this now, but, you know, when I was your age, like, I was kind of angry about this stuff as well. But I realized when I got older, I still had so much to learn. And, just you know, just give him you know. So he's been Wally's been quite sensible and said, "No, like you've got a lot to learn. You've been a little bit arrogant. Like you do have you have experiences to go through. Um, even if you think you know everything, you don't." And Wallace just kind of speeds off. He's like, "No, I need to do things my own way," and he speeds off. So he's, he's been the the aggressive little teenager. I mean, I guess you could argue that he's just growing into that. But again, it feels very abrupt. It feels very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as well, I'm, I'm a little annoyed at the issue in general. It's kind of a waste of an issue, right? As a as a special. Yeah, it doesn't really set anything up. Yeah. But yeah, what, what's what's the point of this other than have an extra over oversized, overpriced issue? It, the 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 only thing that really, is, I mean, obviously, I guess you're saying it's kind of the motivations for each of the characters, but it's very thin, and all it really is is the last like two pages of Damien. I need to form a new Teen Titans, and then there's a page of all the characters like one by one, um, and who they are. Yeah, like, I know I had some criticisms with the the Titans issue being fragmented. Oh, I'm way more excited about know, that. I, I had a critique of how it felt like, okay, we're just going around collecting. But at least that had a through line. Mm-hmm. Like, it had a point to it. You know, it ha- I, I, I don't begrudge it as a waste of an issue. This here, I'm like, well, this is just three short stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of frustrating because it, it's it's everything's just a little bit off again except from Damien killing people if that's actually what he's doing here then that's that a is lot just, off. that's a lot off but everything else just feels just like just left the center right everything's just yeah. a little bit off and it feels a little bit weird it's not it's not like you're reading a Scott Liddell book and it just feels horrible it's not like you're reading or you're looking at art by um I don't know pick a bad artist. <laughs> Brett Booth, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's not like nothing about it's a train wreck. It's just it just feels a little lackluster. Um, and I'll read issue one of the main book and see what the actual teams like together, right? I think it's worth doing that. But but I'm less excited, you know, because I was kind of neutral as well, like you. I didn't really know what to expect. I have no previous experience, so I was like, yeah, I mean, it could be good, could be bad. Yeah, okay, that's how I came to this. I'm going into the first issue a bit negative now. I'm not expecting to like it. I'm expecting this to feel like, okay, this this might feel weird. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting to try the first issue and then not read anymore. But it's kind of a shame, right? It's kind of a shame. Obviously, I hope it surprises me. I hope it pulls me in. Um, but that's... that's. I mean, uh, I, I, I guess the advantage of half the team being new characters is that you can't get them wrong. That is that is true. That is true. Um but so far, I'm not feeling super hopeful. So I, I guess we'll rate we'll rate Teen Titans special number one. How did you feel? Yeah, I give it a four. Yeah, I'll probably give it a five. I, I feel very similar to this as I do um, the prelude to the wedding. Mm. It's very in the middle. Uh, nothing to be kind of super happy about. Again, though, if they confirm that he's actually killing people, then it would probably shoot down like two points. <laughs> Like yeah, right now, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. That being a big yeah, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt because it's off-panel. I'm assuming something else is there. Uh, that you know, maybe 
you know, this will come back up in the main book at some point, like, because they'll find out, wait, did you kill Black Mask? And they'll think he did, and then it'll reveal later, no, he didn't really kill Black Mask, there was more to it than that. Like, uh, that'd be my hope. But even that, it's like, why are we doing this, right? Which, by the way, Harley, like, it's actually shocking to me how much Harley is different in every because before it was just, okay, in her main book, she feels different from everything else in the DCU. Now it feels like, uh, New Justice, or uh, so No Justice Harley, and then you get Harley, which pops up in the Titans, Teen Titans special, and then there's Harley in the, the, the suicides, or the, the prelude to the wedding issue, like, they all feel a little bit different. They, Harley feels like she's all over the place. Yeah, I feel like we're edging overall to her being closer to the you know her own book one. Yeah, you know, like the, the, the New Justice one was kind of a, that mm. version. It was, it was along those lines, from what I'm hearing. Prelude and Titan sounds more along those lines, right? <clears throat> Whereas her Suicide Squad version is drastically different. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it, just, it feels inconsistent. It's hard to get a, a grasp on the character. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to hold, hold her against, you know, that against her in, in this particular issue when, when Damien feels inconsistent. Yeah. So, I guess we'll move on then we'll move on to batgirl 24 uh sean aldrich uh writing and scott goodlusky on the art so this is a one shot this is a fill-in issue uh before 25 which is the anniversary issue that will have the first uh mirrorhead scott story with a few other things um so I, again kind of like teen titan special i had no expectations i didn't really know who sean aldrich uh, is so no, i came no. to this just like okay we'll see what it's like uh, I, I i came and going scott goodlusky is the guy i've been doing a bunch of Batman, right and uh, no. What did he do recently then? No, because Batwoman's been. Um... He did. Well, that was Blanco, but did Godlewski not do an issue or two in the middle? Maybe he did an issue or two, but it was never. No, I thought I thought he did between the between the two arcs. The, the, uh, maybe he did. He did. Maybe he did. I, I can't remember. But it's maybe been it's been Blanco recently though uh, for the last yeah. arc or so. Um. So I came in. And, uh, Typically with these one-shots, especially when I don't know the writer, I tend to err on the slight side of caution where I'm not really looking forward to it because that is, is such an unknown. Uh, but sometimes it gives me any surprise. Uh, that, this uh, ended up okay. It, it was kind of like, I felt like it did a decent job of continuing the tone that the Larson's yeah. had. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't amazing, but it, it kind of had, because like, the plot here is that Batgirl's informed of like someone who used to go to high school with her uh, is showing up in the hospital beating up and she ends up following him and he's he's a, he's a coder, you know, like her. So he, so she was the second best at coding in high school, uh, behind her. And it turns out that he's working, you know, for for some villains. And she fights her way through, thinking that he's being forced to do this, but he's actually this is his plan. And I, I I almost took a turn against the issue when it was like, oh no, he's actually evil and he's like threatening Batgirl. I liked it a bit more though when it turned out why he was doing all this. Um, it's because all these guys work for Two Face, and Two Face is the reason why his dad died. His dad, because they set up early in the issue that his dad's also a cop, and like Barbara kind of related to him a little bit because like, oh, we we both knew what it was like to have a dad as a cop and the fear yeah, that came with that. Yeah, but then it spun back around when he activated the bombs anyway. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that part. I liked when it was just about revenge, and it was this sort of sad tragedy of like he wants revenge on Two Face. Yeah, I liked yeah, that I part. Agree. And I, I like to find a little joke as well. I, I like to. I thought Bowser would be playing it a bit close with saying thanks for being alive to Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was a bit on the nose. I did laugh though when she disappeared. She Batman's out the scene and he's like, oh, I guess they all do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it this does feel very much like one of the one shots that Larson did between arcs. It does, Not yeah. Not quite as good, 
not but, as good, yeah. But, but in in that tone, in that vein, it's just it's hard to complain too much. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like a departure. I, you know, I, I had a fun enough time reading. It. I, I thought Batgirl's like, inner monologue and some of her st- thought bubbles and stuff were, were fun little quirks. And yeah, stuff, I think not. that's a point. The thought bubbles stuck around, which yeah. you know, really helps it feel consistent with the previous stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, some uh, some art things. Some I liked, some I didn't. One I just want to point out to go back to uh, you know, the review of uh, Detective that earlier on. Yeah, I mentioned the, the transparency. In oh, the, we, we that, got one uh, of those. Kind of. They didn't use transparency, but they did the similar effect. It was a, a fight sequence of her moving through and then her at the front. It was uh, just as she's uh, following uh, him into the, 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 the lab, computer lab. And you get all the, the muted color versions in the in the background flowing through. Oh, yeah. I like that panel. Solid... Yeah, no, I do as well. But that's yeah. an example <laughs> of what I was talking about at the start. Oh, cool, yeah. No, I, I really like that. that. It almost feels like it's doing the old boy thing where all this fight's taking place behind her. And then yeah. she's at the, the front, like, it's, sort of like, all right, it's time. Yeah, it, it's moving on. It's it's good. Um, some some things I didn't like is uh, there, there are some points where the suit are in this really weird light and it, it, like, it's supposed to be in shadow. I think it's a little bit before that that I'm just referring to. Yeah, a couple, a couple of pages before that. It's supposed to be in shadow. It has all, like, these, these dots and it just looks like it's this... Weird color. It doesn't look like the purple sheen. The material looks different. Yeah, okay. I'll I, I, I say my critique of the art would probably be I'm not really keen how the Two Face looks. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright with the Two Face. I don't know. I don't know what it is specifically. Um, Do you know what I think it is? I think it's the red outfit with the red face. Yeah, maybe. And there's, there's no like half colors in the, the suit either. It's just. Yeah. It's actually a really normal looking outfit for someone. Yeah, like, it doesn't look bad. I think it's I think it's just too much red in com- in combination with the half face. Yeah, maybe that. It may be that. Um, yeah, but hey, so it's, it's, yeah. it's not a bad uh, single story though, uh, by any means. No, and, and there are some nice flow to the art, like uh, when she's uh, undoing the, you know, her hands are tied up. And she's mm. undoing it on the on the left side of the page. It's going down as as the conversation's going on. I thought that had a really nice bit there. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Um, so so hey, I mean, I guess, I guess that's back. I guess we'll rate that out of ten. What what are you what are you thinking? I think it's a solid seven. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Seven. Yeah. Fine, fine seven. Uh, so we'll move on. We'll move on to the terrifics number five. Uh, Jeff Lemire writing and Doc Shaner on the art. Um, so Terrifics we had kind of a one shot story last time uh, this one is kind of returning because the villain that pops up in this this was the one that was teased uh, back in like, issue 2 or 3 right? when we broke away to the city in the yeah. World Cup yeah. yeah I think that's, that's what this was uh, I actually kind of like how the first several pages they're all four panels and you've got one's Terrific one's you know uh, uh, Linya one's, one's Plastic Man and one's Rex and all all their stories are playing out over the pages, one panel each per page. I actually yeah. I like that. It's it's this sort of thing where, because uh, obviously the thing in the plot right now is that they can't be more than a mile apart, or or they, or they get snapped back into place. Yeah, um, and potentially so, die. It, it's funny because I I really like that, and I think when we shift away from that after those first two pages, we shift to three. But I know it's because you know some of the characters meet up. Mm. But when we shift to three, and you know, okay, they're still getting the same amount of panel space because they get half. Yeah, pay, you know, yeah. I think the issue starts to lose its flow a little bit. I think the you know the the four panel flow worked, and then the three panel, it's just not quite as tight. Um, 
I don't know, I never had a problem with that. Because, like you say, it worked for me because it was, like, this was when two characters, like, you know, meet in uh, no, the page. So for me, it never really, uh, to me, to me, it felt natural because it was even the same layout where it was, you know, Terrific was the top left, Phantom Girl was the, the top right. Uh, yeah. And, and she phases through the ceiling into his room, so now she's still she's still on that same yeah, side. I, I think what the problem with the flow is, is uh, up to that point, it's kind of even, you know, with, with what's going on. You know, everyone's getting their fair share. Whereas at that point, they're having the top, you know, they're they're having the top two panels, so they should be you know half of that page. Yet they're yeah they're they're significantly less than the bottom half in terms of you know dialogue and what's going on in the page. They're actually quite a lot less. Um, so I feel like that, that's what takes the flow away for me. It yeah, doesn't had, feel even anymore. Yeah, I never had that issue. Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily ha- needed it to feel even in terms of the dialogue, I, I guess. No, it's just the, the, the pace at which you read it. I feel like, you know, those those first two pages, I feel like, okay, no, I'm spending you know, an even amount of time on everything. And but I, I like... And- I like that it switches back to the four when they split up again. It's a really nice little touch because basically what's going on here is Plastic Man's trying to talk to his ex. He's like, oh, you know, I've been gone for five years. Uh, oh, my kid's 17 now, shit. Um, and he's trying to explain, you know, he's an egg and not going very well, as one would one would imagine. Uh, Rex is talking to, to Thingy's daughter and he's like, oh, I'm going to leave after this. Uh, you can't be under his thumb anymore. She gets kind of pissed at him. He ends up, he ends up uh, smashing what's-his-face. Um... Big dude. Well, um... Nark. Yes. Yes. Is it Nark? Uh, I don't know. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. I forgot his name. Um, but, yeah, he starts beating him up because he, he cracks, a, cracks a lane at him. Um, and then the alert goes off. So, no, I, I like that it was taking time to like, deal with what everyone's going through. You know, Phantom Girl's like, hey, why couldn't I stay on Big Zadil? Um, and... He's like, oh, because you know we can't separate. Um, and besides, yeah. I think I think Rex would whine about being away from his girlfriend more than you, if <laughs> than you are about being away from your planet. And he's like, well, that's true. Yeah. So no, um, I think I think the, the the banter between them has all been so good. I actually think this is the first time they've given them an extended portion of like, no, you're all on your own doing your own thing for a bit. Let, yeah. Let's see how you all are. Like now that the team's formed and now you're stuck in this situation. Uh, I also love the page when uh, the alert's going off and it's like between them, it's like, hmm. This better be good, but it's like all of them like through yeah. all their all their bits saying it. I really like that. So then, of course, to get to the the city, and you know that this character like Rex, someone who has the same similar powers, uh, is 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 attacking the city. There's some fun stuff here. Rex becomes a big wall to try and protect the civilians, and yeah, I think this is where you know, my biggest problem with the issue is. Oh, Plastic Man just doesn't do enough in terms of you know when I've got Shana doing my art here, I want him having fun with Plastic Man. But he mostly just stretches all issue. He does the one, uh, you know, the hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. That's yeah. about it. Everything else, he's just stretched. I that's a weird complaint to me. I don't know. I think it's disappointing. I feel like if you, I feel like the whole point of having Plastic Man is to play around with the different things that he does. I don't know. That feels it's, like a weird complaint to me. I, no, it, it's the same as you know when it, you know when you don't like when Green Lanterns when they always use the same things over and over. It's like you, know, you want you want to see from variety. Did right? I say that? I thought you'd said that before. Maybe I'm. If anything, it's the missing. opposite. I hate when they get overcomplicated with it, and I like that they use simple things. Fair enough. I thought I thought I maybe must mix you up with someone, but I, you know, I feel like have some fun with him instead of just stretch. I feel like yeah. Um, I don't know. It never stuck out to me. Like I feel like 
like you know, he's been doing so much of it throughout the book. I, I, I don't think necessarily in one issue it's a big deal if he's if there's only I, one I or two actual like shapes that he does. I think that's why it sticks out is that it's been so consistent with okay, all this you know, I, I, constantly changing. Whereas here, it's you know once. Well, it sticks out to you. I never noticed until you said that there. It never fair, even occurred fair. to me. It, it stuck out to me. Um, I, I, I was I was having fun with the action. I think it's really well drawn. Um, yeah. I, I thought like Rex's face in the wall was was pretty fun, um, and I think that's maybe why it doesn't stick out to me is because they're doing more wacky things with Rex in this issue. You know, this is way wackier than he typically gets no, with these with these formations. Um, and we get Algon, the the ancient elemental man who wants who kidnaps Rex, and the rest of the team are like shit. If he takes him away, we have to go with him because we can't separate. Um, and they end up getting trapped, fighting like various like you know like almost like. Yeah, the portal seems to have taken them to different places, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, and I think they're all like, it's all stuff that's specifically like targeted at them. Yeah, like, it's like, all different elements. Because, yeah, Plastic Man goes to, like a rocky looking place. Phantom Girl goes to like something that's all kind of like smoke. Um, so does uh, Mister Terrific, admittedly, but his, his, his is all a green. Type of smoke. Yeah, yeah. His, his is almost like in space looking sort of thing. His looks toxic, whereas hers looks more like. Well, you, you there's could... like an army coming out of hers, right? Yeah, you know, when when you go to the next page, the the final page. Yes. It's like an army with swords coming out of it. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. Um, they're yeah, they're we, gas ghosts. We, we have a big thing. You know, the, the Rocky place has, has essentially the thing from, from Fantastic Four smashing Plastic Man in the head. Uh, I actually love that his head just turns, is a big puddle and it just says sp- splurt. Yeah, yeah, it's a good sound effect. It's a good sound It's a great sound effect. So Elemental, Elemental Man uh, here, um, what's his name? Algon. Algon. He wants Rex to replace him so he can get out. This was all a trap to lure him in, so he can grab him and replace him. And uh, it's also an elemental dog running around as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I hope elemental dog sticks around because that's a that's a nice little addition. That's a fun idea. Team, team pet. Yeah, so that's how I've been the issue. Um, no, I had a blast. I I, I think um, for me, this book's just going up. I, I I wasn't expecting such criticisms coming into this discussion. I, I still like it. I, I think it's pretty good. I just you know had a few little things here or there. Um. Yeah, I don't really have any real complaints. I guess the only thing is because it is such a book of big, big panels and full page spreads, and you know, it's a lot of them are just two panels per page or three or four panels. It is a very quick read. Like I, th- I flew through this. It is, and 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 that's the end of Shana on the book. But uh, the the upside to it is, is when you really like the art, you really appreciate all the big space for all these all these pieces to to really shine and and do that and. I think the characters uh, are getting better defined as we go. Um, I, I think he's really getting a, a solid footing. Um, the last issue might still be my favourite of the, the book so far, but this is probably, you know, close. This is probably like second place. Fair enough. But I'm going to keep ranking the book every issue because that'll get You'll really get too many. D- difficult yeah. eventually. But um, no, for, for me too, it was good straight to straight. This is, it's like it's not the most exciting book to read in the week because you know it's not a big event book or it's not like you know the Flash Wars like changing mm. the, the fabric of the Flash and it's not oh we're setting up the outsiders in this book but um, this is like the really solid dependable thing like after the two or three like big hitters of the week this yeah. is what I read because this is the, this is the solid dependable book that's just good yeah, fun definitely so uh, that's terrific. so I guess we'll we'll rate the book out of ten what are you giving it I give it seven seven and uh, I'm, I'm uh, I'm going 8.5 on that. I really like that. To be honest, I'm really hovering around that 7 region this week. 
You're being a negative Nancy. I feel like I feel like you're hitting me with lots of. Uh, ever since that stupid cross complaint in Batman a few weeks ago, you've really dug into these little complaints. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling them. Like, I'm just. I I want I, I want a, a cross gate. Uh, I stand I stand by that cross complaint. Uh, I mean, it's not so much if you agree that it, it was missing and therefore it's a problem. More so much, do you care that it was missing? <laughs> You should do. <laughs> I want opinions on this. On Batman was it forty eight? That yeah. was the issue. Yeah. Uh, do you care about the cross? Has Connor been a negative Nancy? Big deal. Big deal to me. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, some of your complaints. Jeez. Uh, I, I, do you know what? It, it might just be the hot weather. I'm in a bad mood and I'm just mood. reading everything. You're in a bad mood. Uh, look at that detective this week. You, you picked that one thing. I mean, you claim that's not what you meant, but at one point you said, if they just fixed this, the entire issue would be gone. It, you know full well I was referring to issue as in the issue of that problem. No, no, I did no. not mean the issue of the comic. You, you've been just outright negative. Been outright negative. You're, you're, you're extrapolating out of context there and you know it. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll move on. We'll move on to you talking about Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number 47, Robert Vendetti, writing Fernando uh, Pissarin on the art. So, go on. Yeah, it's it's a, a little bit of a mixed issue again, actually. Um in, in the sense that it's a little bit too fragmented. There's just well, a I, bit I too can't much... fight you on this one. I no, didn't read no. it, so... There's just a bit too much going on for one issue because we're dealing with all of the plots except John. So we've got Hal, we've got uh, Guy, and we've got Kyle all going on in the one issue. And I feel like it, it suffers a little for that because you know, the three you know, there are completely separate plots. They're all in completely separate places in the universe. So... I mean, it, it's a bit much. But uh, so I'll take the the Hal plot, which bookends it. It definitely starts it. I'm pretty sure it ends on Hal as well, or uh, uh, barring the the epilogue tease. Um, but Hal is on the the planet where he made his ring at the the start of this run. In the was that in the Rebirth issue? Yeah, because I read that. Yeah, so he's on that icy sort of planet, and uh, he's with uh, Hammond. And we left the last issue with Hammond kind of taking over his mind and wiping it blank. He didn't know who he was. And Hammond's just like, oh, you know, you're Hal. We're friends. And um, Hal, he has a little voice in his head being like, oh, don't listen to him. Hammond's messing with our mind. And he's, you know, he's fighting back against yeah, can't, the... Can't trust Hammond. I mean, he did build a, a park full of dinosaurs. People died. Yeah, yeah. That's your fault for not mentioning Hector. It could be John Hammond. We don't know. I think the fact that we're referring to a, a Green Lantern book and not a Jurassic Park book <laughs> is is usually good enough. I, f- I feel I feel like this was a crossover in the making here. I, uh, you know, I'd pay good money to see them to, to, to form some constructs around some dinosaurs. <laughs> Give me that book, DC. But uh, yeah, to, to continue on to this plot, I'll jump you know later in the book. Yeah. He keeps fighting back, and it turns out like when he created the the ring on this world, he actually changed this planet. It was that powerful, and there's like this remnant of his will still in the planet, and that's why that's why he brought Hammond here in the first place. Is that if Hammond tried anything, this would be the place where he'd have the best chance of fighting back. And uh, you have this this great page of the you know he sees this you know Green Lantern version of stuff because he's in his his civvies at this point, and you know it reminds him who he is and it's like no we're we're Hal Jordan, and then you know and then and then he's back, 
and and then Hammond's like, you know, right, okay, I, I'm I'm the god brain, and you're strong enough to resist my powers. You know, do you understand all those guilt that you know the thoughts that you have about, oh, maybe I should kill them. The fact that you can resist me proves that you can resist those thoughts. So they're just feelings and thoughts, so that you'd never actually act on them. So you're okay. You're still a good person. Cat's fine. Just for the record, the cat's fine. I didn't care. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of Jurassic Park jokes now. I'm I'm, I'm just thinking, like, you know, Hal's, he's not confident. He's he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. How am I supposed to do this? And then Hal is just going to go, life finds a way. (laughs) Oh, boy. I wanted to grab Garrus and give him a little cameo in the show this week, but he... he, he, Well, wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. He, he, he meowed at me and made a, made a run for it. Yeah. But hey, so yeah, so Hal, Hal but, and Hammond. Yeah, yeah, Hammond was actually trying to help him. He was trying to prove a point of like, hey, you can fight against me and I'm pretty damn powerful. If you can take on this, you've got the willpower to resist the, the thought of maybe you should kill them, which is what he, uh, you know Hal's been grappling with over the past five or six issues. Mm. And um, Hal's like, yeah, okay, you, you kind of had a screwed up way of making your point, but cheers, I, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to do. So they go off. And it's like, yeah, you know, glad to fight behind you, beside you. You're so a, you're what, a what's, what's Hammond's uh, like motivation right now? Why, why is he? He he wants to be good. He wants to be better. That's, okay, that's where we've right. been in the last few issues. Where he's kind of reformed. He's still very screwed up. He he doesn't quite understand what he's doing all the time. But he's trying to be better. Hal's inspired him to to be a better person, essentially. So, uh, well, you know, that, that's why Hal's recruited him to f- help fight against the Dark Stars, because he is kind of proof that people can change and shouldn't be killed. Well, there it is. <sighs> this is the only reason you asked, isn't it? No, no, I was generally curious, but then I thought I'd make him a joke as well. <laughs> God, you're a dick. See, that's being a dick. Uh, don't. Don't go there. Don't, don't do it. While I try to save his kids out of the speed force is not being a dick. <sighs> anyway, continue. It's not so bad. But uh, other plot will do, Kyle, because it's 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 the least interesting one, frankly. Uh, you know, Kyle and Cabby are st- still on New Genesis. They're in a, they're in a cell still. Um, Orion basically comes up and goes, hey, guards, you're dismissed. I want to talk to them. Um, and they, they try fighting, you know, resisting him a bit. Like, well, you know, High Father said we should stay here. He's like, yeah, well, High Father's not here. I'm in command. Piss off. And so he just immediately lets them out. And he's like, come on, let's go. He's going to boom to your bow away. But Space Cappy won't leave without his cab, obviously. Of so, course, uh, they, yeah. They, they, you know, they go in and they get it. And they can't open the door to fly out. Um, so Orion just opens a boom tube. And they fly out. Well, yeah, and, and that's basically it. That's the end of their their thing. There's there's not very much to it. It's, again, why I feel like it's just a bit overstuffed because it's not adding much other than just setting him back up for for next issue. Um, the guy stuff is is pretty good. We had him. You know, we ended with him in the Dark Star uniform, confronting his father, about to kill him, and Arkelo showed up to stop him. And this this this. Uh, issue for them is basically just them talking. Arkel going, "Hey, I, I'm your friend. Remember, what, what, what are you doing here?" And uh, you know, reminding him that you know people can change because he's changed. Because you know, again, trying to 
override the dark star logic and prove to them that you know, people can change what, what, this is why we don't just kill them and eventually he breaks through to it when you know he, he's he's about to you know blast Arklo's face off. He's he's beaten. He's bloodied. And um, you know, Arklo's like, hey, if you really want to kill me, then you know, but I, yeah, I, I don't think you want this. You're my friend. And uh, you know, guy has a little tear in his eye, and uh, his his willpower overpowers the the Dark Star. And it turns out, you know, he 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 put it on intentionally. He drew it out because he wanted to get inside. Uh, you know, it talks about you know the the hive mind that's in there. They, they're all talking to each other. It's a, a you know riot mentality with a badge is the phrase he uses. Um, and then and then him and Arklo, he goes, "Hey, any chance of the rest of the yellows joining us?" And he's like, "No, nah, they probably hate me just for just for helping you out on this, but screw it." Uh, so obviously they're off back to to join the fight, and and that's pretty much it. You know, everyone's heading back to Mogo, and. Not a moment too soon, because the epilogue is Kilowog and Salak just, you know, at, at back at base, tending to some wounded that have been, you know, hurt by the Dark Stars. Being like, I don't know how John does it, you know, making all these choices, you know, they don't envy him. And then the Dark Stars show up, and there is a shitload of them. They just form a massive circle around Mogo. And uh, that's where we leave it. So we're going to presumably have the rest of them come in as the, the reinforcements with, the, with their various helps that they've recruited over the last few issues. Yeah, because we're getting, what, 50's the last one of this run? 50's so. the last one, yeah, so we've got, got, got three more. Interesting. Yeah. Um, no, no, um, that sounds, uh, it's nice that all four Lanterns are getting some time. I mean, that's that's nice. It is. Uh, you know, no John in this issue, but he, he his stuff with, with Zod's kind of done. Yeah. It's just, you know, on his way back. Yeah. Uh, Plus you're getting your John fixed in Justice League now as well, so... Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I think, like I said, uh, art's pretty solid. Uh, very little complaints, but it's nothing standout either. Except, you know, a couple of panels here or there, like when when Hal remembers who he is and you know he he flares up with all his power. He's like, you know, "Beware my power!" And uh, that's a pretty nice panel. And then the ending full page of of the Dark Star surrounding Mogo is is a really nice page as well. Hmm. Um, like I said, a little other stuff. I think it's the the guy and the, the Hal stuff works. It's it's Kyle just. It doesn't add anything other than, oh yeah, he's heading back. It, it didn't accomplish anything other than, I, I mean, you know, he's got Orion, but he didn't have the same arc that the others went through. He just showed up, went, hey, Orion, do you want to come and help? Oh, that was about it. Well, you're in it then. Uh, I give it, a, I give it a seven. Right. That'll take us on to Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number five. Dan Abnett writing Lan Medina on the art. This is uh, me and Matt read this, but Matt's not here, so I guess it's over to me now to talk. Uh, for for some time, uh, so we're in Zebel and they're trying to like uh, you know uh, or- Orm and Mira are trying to convince the king to like you know just join the fight, go after Wrath, and Orm and the king are kind of talking together, and it sounds like oh there's going to be conditions and like oh what's Orm going to deal with you know because because Mira has like a little like what appears to be a fight at first, but it turns out this was like a a wanted like sparring session with a uh, or whole trainer who you know trained her when she was younger, uh, so there's like a camaraderie there and uh, whatnot. Uh, but the whole thing is ultimately they go to see like the, what the decision is. Like the king's announcing you know what what the choice is, and it's like oh we will go and fight uh, Wrath uh, and strengthen both Zebel and Atlantis under a condition is that Orm becomes king of Atlantis once this is over. It can't be Mira. Uh, because at first they just say, oh, it has to be, 
Um, like he, we, we can't have you a traitor being seen leading our forces into battle. It has to be Orm, and she's like, okay, I'm hesitant, but fine. Like if that's if if you have to have that visual, that's fine. But it's like, oh, and he has to be king at the end of this. It's like, well, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, and it's like because Mira makes it very clear, especially in her narration, this is not about because she definitely wants to be queen. It's just no, Orm can't be king. Like he has shown what he might do. He is unstable. He is unfit for that. Um, and earlier on, with her mentor that she she ran into, uh, he was like, "Remember, like you know, they're going to try and betray you. Don't trust your grandmother. Don't trust the king. But remember the rules and the traditions of Isabel because they will not break those." And like basically all like all the soldiers, all the troops are all around her, and like no, you can't fight all of us, Mira. You may be powerful, but you can't fight the entire like, nation. And she's like, all right, in that case, I challenge Orm to trial by combat, because they have these strict traditions, these strict rules. So and like shit, like could she do this? Well, it's the it's the rules, King, and it's like okay, so she can actually fight Orm now for for the throne of Atlantis. Um, and so that's where we'll get into now. So this was issue uh, what five. So we're getting into the final issue, and it's yeah. going to be her fighting arm and trial by combat in Zebel, uh, for for because that's the other thing. Actually, I even forgot the darkest part of this is that in wanting him to be king, they want to connect the, the lineage. So they're going to like or or they've kidnapped Tula from like because we got that in the last issue. Like people were grabbing her off the beach. Orm has agreed to marry Tula off his sister to the king of Zebel. And Mira's like, what, are you serious? You're going to marry off your sister against her will? And Tula's like, what the hell, Arm? No. Uh, so she's also fighting for Tula uh, so that she doesn't get married off against her will. Who's also trying to fight back, obviously, but, uh, you know, again, entire army. Uh, that was fine. I mean, again, I, I think this is a solid little, uh, like, side book to the main, to the main, the main book. It's nice to have... Uh, I think it was in danger of being more interesting from the Arm stuff, and it was for the first couple of issues. I think... Having this conflict come out maybe it spins it back around to feeling a bit more mirror focused because okay now he's the bad guy and now she has she's the one who has to kind of like you know yeah. fight and sort of save the day so um, so that's good stuff uh, I mean nothing nothing amazing the art, the art has been consistent as it's been uh, again it's much more in style with the sort of the house style that that's been there since John's yeah. had it rather than the current Aquaman book which has been kind of following Cedric style uh, so. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm going to rate it, if I'm going to rate it, it would probably be yeah, probably a seven, something like that, six point five seven in in that range. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a fine read, but not not blowing. But it was it's an easy read as well. Like you know, I got through it and it was a nice breezy, uh, enjoyable read. So uh, we'll move on to the Silencer number six, Dan Abnett again, uh, writing with Victor Bogdanovich on the art. Uh, yes. So we ended last issue with like you know all these bad guys showing up with uh we had we had silencer and we had uh talia with, with you know silencer's kid and the you know honor's kid sitting there uh which was actually the the, the, the tease at the start of the first issue all, all the way back in issue one yes. so the kid's in a bubble you know in a silence bubble uh, behind the table whilst talia and silencer are taking on the hordes and, so, and this is a lot of the issues, them bantering as they're fighting off all these bad guys. It comes to Deathstroke, because Deathstroke's kind of the one who sold them out to like, the, the villain who wanted them. But it's mainly them like bantering and like her like, saying, oh no, I want out of this, and you drag me back in. And, oh, that was you, Talia, who ordered that hit, and now they want against you, because you did or- you, you killed one of your, your sort of sub-bosses and whatever. And it's, the art's great, it's, it's great combat. Uh, but Danovich is really good. 
Um, and you know, it's it's all and I actually it's all about the ending for me because Talia goes for a kid, and Honor does not hesitate. She just turns Talia around and stabs her in the chest. I really like that. It's because it was kind of like, okay, she's got bite. Like it's not just that she's a good fighter against bad guys. She's got bite. Like. And Connor's muted. I can't hear a word he's saying. <laughs> and... Am I back? Oh, there we go. You've popped back in. Sound card's playing up. Sorry. There you go. And... Yeah, uh, I, I, I was saying that it's probably the one area of the issue that the art contrasted for me with, with uh, you know the, the rest of it. All the action stuff is phenomenal. Mm. I feel like, you know, the stabbing, it, 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 the, the facial expression, a little, almost a little too cartoony, over-expression. Um, yeah, that's probably fair. I, I think... Uh, it's it's not bad art. It's just at odds with the rest of the issue for me. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I think, for me, I love that moment because it, I, I just wasn't expecting it to go that extreme. Like, I wasn't expecting yeah. it to actually take Talia. What I'm complimenting here... Uh, is, is I guess the writing and like the the, it's the, actual, the choice to do it the scene yeah the choice yeah. that she makes to do it the, the fact that she doesn't hesitate she just does it it's like no you're gonna yeah. after my kid no no chance um, yeah the eyes are a bit wide it's a little bit over expressive um, certainly isn't bad though um, no no it's definitely not bad art it just like I said it, especially when you when you a couple of pages later you get out into the car. And we're playing with all the shadows, and you know we've got all these, you know, these stuff yeah, going on. Can I can also say, like, so in the middle of this, because obviously they're fighting all the bad guys at first, and then after they're all done, and they've kind of they're conflicting, and she's like, "Oh, you ruined my life, like the life I built with my son and my my husband. You basically took that from me." Um, and then then they start fighting each other. So again, good combat, really lots of good speed lines, stuff like that. Um, but I want to mention in the middle of the fighting, there's a really creepy thing. Where I actually had to go back and look at the page again because. I got to a page where at the bottom, in the, in the quiet bubble, all the fighting's going on up top, you see the son with this like demon-looking child. Yeah, you see him a couple of page, uh, pages or so before. It's the page before. Right? out from under the table. But I think I almost glossed over that, so I had to go back a page. I'm like, where did this kid come from? And I went back and he's like, oh yeah, there he is. He's like creeping out from under a table. And then and playing it, with his Justice League of China dolls. Yeah, he, he comes, to, comes to the kid. and then, then he's just gone. I'm like, man, that was really weird. Almost David Lynch-esque, the way this creepy little yeah. kid just kind of and appears it, it, you used it for some great layout stuff there's a few times where you know that was one page where you know they have the the, the two kids in the bubble at the bottom and then the the four panels above it like in the the, mm. line, the, the streaks and then um, the next page as well where you've got you know talia and honor just at the bottom and you know the, the action behind yeah. them actually i really like the layout it's after she's left and she's left the kid in the car and she goes back to check in talia and the body's gone and clearly you know she's been taken to go put in the pit or whatever um, and I just like that layout. I like how the panels get smaller, and you get that like that big wide shot, the silhouette of her running and back. That's the smallest one. Yeah. But it's the smallest panel. It's like her world's really small, right? I mean, hell, even the sun setting behind her is like perfectly, you know, around her. You know, it is. Uh, so really nice touches, and even just like the, the her and the shadows in the following page when you know the kids in the back. Yeah, and the kids in the light. Yeah, and yeah, that's when she's back in the dark of the world now. Yeah, I mean, then we actually cut to who this kid was. And he's with this other woman. What, what, what were they called here? Um, they were. It's on the final page. Grave is is the the woman, I think. Yeah, because she's the older one. Yeah, and Cradle, Grave and Cradle. That was yes. it. 
Cradle in the Grave, yeah. Or Cradle to the Grave, typically. Uh, so they've got, like, a, a mysterious benefactor who's, uh, like, wanting them to go after after Silencer. And uh, mentions mentions their father, hon. Uh, Gil may be dead, but I'll ensure my my life's work is less efficient. Where was it? There was something about his father. He mentioned his father. Maybe I'm... Am I imagining something? <laughs> Maybe. I don't I don't recall this. Oh, yeah. My father's life's work sees fruition. That's what it was. Oh, yes. okay. So this is Gil's kid, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So they basically, like, roid up in the last scene. Right? I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. But the baby becomes almost, like, Drax from Guardians, but with, like, tech on him. Like, with this, this like, pipe going across his, like, chest. It had Max-esque, innit? Yeah, and then the old woman becomes younger, but really like evil and gothic looking. Um, so, yeah, we got some wacky new villains here. I mean, assuming they're new. I mean, if they've popped up before, it'd be all means fill us in. But new to me as well. So yeah, uh, no, certainly recognise them. That was because I think the action, the fight is really impressive with Talia, and I had a lot of good moments. I loved the, the choice for her to just to stab her, and obviously at the end, Silencer's like forming this plan. She wants to like, hey, we're going to go on vacation. I bought tickets, and she she claims she won them, but she didn't. And yeah. she's like, oh, we're going to this, this theme park, Action Land, but that's conveniently near Talia's old grounds, and she wants to, like, kill Talia and take, you know, just stop Leviathan completely. That's her plan. Uh, but, no, uh, that was a solid issue. Good fun. But the, the creepy kid is the part that really stuck out. I was like, oh, who's just this creepy kid? It comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Even, you know, you know, just out of the tape, it's like, where's this kid coming from? I think what's table? so effective about it is the idea of introducing a new villain, but meeting the kid first like you know it's not with silencer it's with the kid where he's yeah. like vulnerable and it's just the kid coming and talking to him it's, it's a classic horror movie almost technique it is but yeah i think that this book's like it's been a john wick book up until now but this is this was like out of a horror movie this little moment so yeah no it, it was a nice touch so yeah what would you rate it what would you, would you give silencer? Uh, I think it was really good i'll give it 7.5 um yeah yeah i'll, I'll agree with that 7.5 right, that's 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 right in the money um, Alright, so we'll move on then uh, to the final book of the week, and this is the Corner's Corner book of, of the week, because uh, if you do not know, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash TV, and over there there's a bunch of perks, you get the bonus episode per month, uh, this month is coming up actually uh, some, in the next few days, it may actually be in the first couple of days of July, uh, we're a little bit behind on a few things this week, but... Um, one of the perks is Connor's Corner, in which someone gets to spend a little bit more and they get to make Connor read a comic book of their choosing. And this particular pick is for Red Hood. We've had this one going for a long, long time now. Um, because you actually read up to issue 6 of your own volition and you have been forced to read seven issue 7 onwards. And now we're at issue 22 this week. So that is exciting. Uh, Scott Lobdell writing Dexter Soy and Alison Borges on the art. And uh, there's a Peter equivalent to this as well called uh, Peter's Pick or Lack Thereof. Uh, so you can also make me good things. You got the first taste of that last week. I did. I read Hawk and Dove issue one last week from the New 52. Uh, did not particularly care for it. Uh, so here's where I... Ex- I mean, Connor's been pretty negative this week and I feel like this is where I expect him to be negative. So this is where he's going to surprise me and he's going to be like, no, this was the best thing ever. Watchmen, oh, yeah. throw it in the trash. Right, here you go. This is where I'm going. Extra negative. Oh dear. This, you know, I've been, yeah, pretty you know, I, I didn't even finish the Teen Titans special, and this is still by far the worst thing I read this week. <laughs> this is, it's your... but to be fair, you have to finish this. You, you, I mean, you wouldn't finish this if you had the choice. <laughs> no, no, wouldn't have started if I had the choice. <laughs> this, 
This issue is such a mess in, in its structure and, oh. and, and its flow. Like, I don't understand. Uh, we start uh, where we finished last issue, you know, with Jason, uh, you know, the the Penguin Casino, you know, you know taking out all the, the guys and whatever on his escape. And, you know, he's, he's talking to Penguin going, you know, you know oh, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, you're gonna work for a cut of your money. I think. Well, yeah, you're gonna be working for me, Penguin. Yeah, you know, and uh, you'll you'll get your fair share. And uh, Penguin's not happy. Obviously, it's like, well, you know, you want me to to have a take of my own money. Yeah, that that's not happening. That that you know, because oh, there's no way you walk away from this without. And then he turns around and, and he's Batmaned out hmm. with the money, obviously. And then we cut to a flashback of Artemis. And this is uh, this is the other artist here. Uh, I, I, I thought, you know, yeah, I talk about Dexter's all the time. You know what to expect. He's, he's always reliable, right? Um, Borges here is it's it's okay. It's I'm not entirely sure why this flashback's here. It doesn't really accomplish much. It's uh, Artemis a few years ago, and basically it just shows that at one point she, you know, she was a bit of an assassin, you know, for hire, and Lex hired her to do a job. So Lex knows who she is. That's basically it. Um, I thought the style of it was alright. It's, it's mostly kind of black and white, very muted, except her hair is, is still in full colour. Right, and these are the parts that are Borges? Yes, these right. it's three pages, and that's it. Okay, right, so it's all mostly soy then. It is, and I feel like this, because it doesn't do much, I feel like it's more just soy was, she didn't quite have time to do all this, like, hey, you can do a few pages for me. That'd really help me out. Because hmm. Soy is very reliable, usually. He's, he doesn't miss much. So, I feel like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but that's, that's, that was the impression I was getting when I was reading it. Okay. But then we, we cut to her present day, she's gone to see Lex, because she wants to see if, if she can do he can do something for Bizarro, who is regressing, because, you know, we, we basically go, oh, she gets called into the meeting with him, and then we cut away to Bizarro, who's out in the city, getting a hot dog. He's regressing. There was... Oh, I have to critique a thing of Dexter Soy in the art here, and maybe some of the script as well. I'm not sure entirely who to blame. I think it's a bit of both. So he gets his hot dog, and the guy goes, oh, great, that'll, that's two bills. And he puts down two notes, and he goes, oh, will this suffice? And the guy's like, um, close enough. And I wasn't sure what the implication is, because he's got a look on his face that is kind of like he's scared. But Bizarro's not doing anything particularly scary. And I wasn't sure. Was the impression here that he's losing the ability to, to you know, think properly, and he's given him way too much? Just like put like two hundreds in, right? Mm. And the guy's supposed to have an expression of like wonder, like whoa, okay, this is a lot. Um, yeah. Or, or if it's if or if it's genuinely not enough, because there is two bills there. Like the, I can't see the the denomination though, because it's it's not actually can't see that much up. Yeah, it's just a gr- some green swiggles. <laughs> It's not even that, it's side-on, because he's putting them in flat. Oh, okay, part. I see, I see. So you can't see anything, you just see that there is two pieces, there are two bills there. And I'm like, uh, I, I, so I don't know if it's a, a miscommunication here in, in, in the expression, because he looks scared, but I, he, I, I don't quite get it there. And so a genuine art critique, which is something I don't have often with, with Dexter Soy. Hmm. And then we get some nice stuff with Dexter Soy, Emily, you know, Bizarro walking around town eating his hot dog, just kind of enjoying being smart while he still is. is there was a lot more hot dog speak in this issue than I thought it was going to be. 
Oh no, there's a whole bit of him talking about how you know the the taste of the hot dog, you know, all these chemicals and you know the, the way it all comes together. Like, it's really overworldly. Like, I could just skim some of this. Like, there's so much covering up his art that's just not necessary because you get it. He's going around like just enjoying it, right? Hmm. There's an old man who's there when he's crossing the streets. Like, I can give us a hand across the street because I, I don't think I'd be quick enough. You know, with, with until the lights change. And he's like, yeah, sure. He's all, re- all respectful. This is, he's still around his, you know, very, you know, uh, Clark Kent sort of look in the the, the, the suit and the, the the hat. You know that classic look. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's so he kills that look. You know, it's fantastic stuff. But slowly, Bizarro is, you know, he's, he's walking through and he's losing his mind, and it gets to a point where he, he he's kind of lost. He doesn't he realizes he doesn't remember his way home. And at that point, we cut to Jason. Obviously, so. He's finished with the penguin stuff, and he's talking to young Faye Gunn, you know, the, the granddaughter that was introduced an issue or two ago. And she's just like, "Yeah, basically, I, I don't really talk to her that much, I, you know. But I haven't heard from her in years. But this, you know, I got a package on my doorstep and a note saying, "Bring this to the only person on earth I trust, Jason Todd." And so she she slides him an envelope, but he doesn't open it, and he gets a call from Bizarro. And he obviously has to go off and help. But we get there. This, this is when we finally now cut back to Artemis in her thing with, with Lex. In her meeting, being like, hey, can you help him? You kind of owe him. And Lex is like, I don't owe him shit. I saved his life. I created him. Basically, the only reason he is there is because I wanted, you know, uh, uh, to see him out in, in his own environment. I wanted, it is a test subject. I wanted to see how he would react in the world. And he's got all, you know, all these cameras and all the stuff, you know, but. Lex going to Lex, basically. Lex finds a way. Sure. And and that's it from that side of things, from that plot. Again, it's just like, what, what what's the purpose of this? Um, but then you know, we, we get to Bizarro. He's, he's, he's out on the grass. He's watching the, the moon over the city. And, and Jason comes up to him. He's like, hey, yeah, no, I, I called because I, you know, I forgot how to get home. I forgot the word home. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I was trying to be better. The the person that you want me to be, and Jason's like, no, nah, you, you you already are, you know what what and is you know what's in the envelope, no answer. He's like, yeah, who cares? Worry about it tomorrow, and that's that's the end of the issue. You know, Bizarro just saying, yeah, he he's scared, and 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 Jason's like, yeah, I'll be all right, and uh, he's like, no, nah, he's lying, but yeah, but it, but it'll have to be okay, so, and so finally we're getting proper Bizarro back, it seems. You can hope. Do you know the downside is? I mean, losing Bizarro in, entirely in a few issues, right? That was that solicit. Whole new team. Yeah, yeah, whole new team. Red Hood's building a new team. So just some getting back to the Bizarro stuff that has actually been pretty good. It's gone. Like, and I don't know. This stuff with Bizarro is not about that bad. This this final part of this arc of him going back, him, you know, having a bit, you know, because Bizarro's, you know, he's the the emotional core of being, you know, being scared that he's he's losing his mind. Yeah, That's, yeah. I can't really fault that. I just I don't really buy. I still don't buy the relationship with Jason and, and uh, that that much. Yeah, and it's been a bit of a, a chore with him being smart and boring. Oh well. But, like I said just a, a structural mess, as you know, the way it jumps around all these things, all these scenes that don't really come together. Well, what are you reading then? Um, I think about a three because. I even had art critiques this time. I, I, I rarely have. <laughs> so, uh, Lobdell finds a way. 
Okay, so <laughs> uh, that does wrap up the books then, which does take us on to picking our favourites, uh, best uh, moment slash panel, best cover, best artist, and top five books of the week. That's what we're about to do. So, best panel slash moment first. What have we got? Uh, you'll have to give me a second on this one, because this is probably the only one I'm unprepared for. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, I... I think I've got me. I, I think... Um, I think Supergirl holding Superman as he's, you know, on the moon, you know, carrying him off. Like I think for me that's the the panel. Oh, actually, that that first page with Man of Steel with the uh, Rogalzar's eye uh, looking down on Kandor was really good too. Fair enough. No, I'll go with Superman. I was always Supergirl carrying Superman. That was, that was really really good. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm actually going to go with the the page of uh, you know Alfred stitching up Duke. Okay. In Detective Comics, and mostly just for the layout. I think I think I, oh, it was a really nice day, and I I I really love seeing inventive layouts. I feel like too often I get here's just a, a bunch of boxes, right? And this is ultimately just boxes, but they're just off, and you know it uses the layout to an effect that I like. And you're sure that the non-transparent like Duke on the previous couple pages was not uh, not enough to ruin this for you? Doesn't ruin that moment, no. Said it ruined the entire issue. One day I'm gonna punch you so hard. Um, best, best, uh, best cover. Best cover is what we do next. I have to have a look at them. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple that stick out. The Batgirl variant. Oh, it's, it's the, the Flash variant. Easy. The, 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 the Flash variant is excellent. Yeah, but the Batgirl one's really good. But the Flash variant is absolutely gobsmackingly good. It it is. I think I'm actually because I, I like both those, but those are the easy picks. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go with the the Hal and Pals. It's uh, Tyler Kirkham, and it's it's Hal, and he's got a big giant lantern on his back, and he's you know he's holding it up, and it's you know it's weighing him down, and it's it's a gorgeous image. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go with that. Uh, best art of the week. I'm it's, just it's Doc Shainer in it. I'm just. I mean, it might, might be used for you, admittedly. Uh, yeah. Um, now Shainer was great on Terrifics. Uh, as between Shinner and Hughes for Man of Steel, um, it's tough. I think I am going to go with Man of Steel and with Hughes, but I, my reason for it is that there's just more emotion in that art. Whereas you know, Terrific is very lighthearted and fun and you know pulpy. Uh, that's fair. It's yeah. great. Uh, and I do, you know, and one quibble aside, I do like the art in Detective Comics quite a lot. Yeah, I quite like it as well. It's, it's, it's solid. It's solid art in in, in Detective. Uh, again, especially the stuff when it was, uh, you know, the, the TV stuff was was good. The Batman with the with the, you know, getting out the smoke bomb and stuff. All of that played really well. It was all really, and it was all told in the art. It was all, you know, you heard the, the you know the narration, the the the, the 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 recording playing, but how Batman was feeling and how he was reacting to it was all in the art, and yeah. it, it played well. So, but no, I think Hughes for Man of Steel's uh, taking it for me. I, f- I feel like it, it, you know, had I been reading Man of Steel, that would have been a a potential from me because yeah. I, I do like Hughes art a lot, but I'm I'm going I'm staying with Shayna. So that was just the top five books of the week, Connor. Top five. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess I start with Detective. Then, Flash. Batgirl. Helen Pals. Isn't that five? That's four, isn't it? Detective, Flash, Batgirl, Howl and Pals. I could have sworn there was one after Detective, but never mind. 
Maybe there wasn't. I'm forgetting. But do you know what? <laughs> I, I am. I am forgetting silencer. So I think I'll uh, I'll actually go detective flash silencer. Batgirl, Helen Pals. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm going Man of Steel at number one, and then Terrifics at number two, and then Flash. No, yeah, then Flash number three, Detective at number four, and uh, probably yeah, Silence at number five. There you go. There you go. Uh, so yeah, um, by all means, let us know what you thought of the books this week uh, in the comments and stuff. Let us know what you you were into as, as Connor's mic is crackling away. I don't know what he's playing out over there. Sound card's going again. I think I'm back now. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what's coming next week, though. I'll tell you what's coming on uh, next week. Uh, so... On the show, we will be discussing Man of Steel number six, the final issue. Matt is back for it, don't worry. So, uh, the the biggest Superman fanboy on the on the show will be here for it. Uh, we got Batman fifty, the big wedding, exercised, should be exciting. Um, we have Catwoman number one, also exciting. We have Justice League number three. We have Green Lanterns number fifty, the start of the new run with Darren Jurgens. Uh, we got Green Arrow forty two, Nightwing forty six. We have uh, Teen Titans twenty, apparently. So that we actually don't have to wait very long for. Uh, um. Unless I'm just checking to see. Uh, Justice League, Man of Steel, Nightwing. I think it's been moved. It's been moved. Okay, right. So no Teen Titans then. All right, I shall delete that. Um, and uh, Deathstroke 33 as well next week. Also out, but we will not be reading as a Curse, Curse of Brimstone number four, Harley Quinn 45, and the Unexpected number two. Although Connor will get to Curse of Brimstone number four in a couple of months as part of Connor's mm, corner. Yes, I will. Unless Tyler changes his mind, he might, he might change the book. It could do. It could do that for you yet. Could make you read it. Uh, so I know. I think it's interesting. Usually, obviously, uh, you know, if you've been following the show for a while, you'll know the format is number ones kind of get a spotlight at the start of the discussion. Yes. But it's kind of impossible to do that next week. We can't discuss Catwoman until after we've discussed Batman. Oh, absolutely. It even tells you on the cover to make to read Batman first. So that's fine. That's okay. If it tells yeah. us that's what we need to do, that's what we do. Um, so that's the big thing next week. Um, I'm tempted to do bets on whether or not the wedding happens. Like, you know, are, are they actually married by the end of that issue? Is it no. officially done? No, they're not. You, you definitely think no? No, I, I mean, they could do it, don't you know? They could, but I, I, I don't see it. I, I, see, my, my, my problem is I was arguing with uh, James, a friend of ours, uh, about this. Because he was confirmed there's no chance in hell it's happening. And... It's not that I think there's no way it's not happening. I just think it could go either way. I think it's pretty I'm, even. It, I'm not as I'm not as convinced as saying there's no chance in hell it's happening. I think it could happen. I think nothing about what's coming after implies to mm. me that it is happening, though. I feel I feel like it's my my, my argument for it happy would be that I do think it's not going to last forever. I think it'll be done by the time King's finished his run. But I feel like King may want to explore them as a married couple for a while. Right, okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll put money on. If it does happen, it's under... The, the, the divorce comes in issue 100. Oh, it could be. That's it. You, know, you heard it here first. Could be. Um, try to think of stakes. Hold on. What do you uh, have to read on for the show? If, well, if no, I, I haven't got time to be reading extra books for the show if I lose. Oh, you can do it on week three. Week three's are quiet. No, no, I, I don't care. You didn't say this beforehand. Well, we what's the point of making a bet after. if we're not putting stakes on it? 
Because Matt's not here, so it's not it's not representative. He'll have a laugh about it when it comes back, and he'll find out what you've been forced to read. No, because I, I ain't got time to read extra books, even on a week three. Ah, oh, God, you're lame. He's lame. I try to do it, folks. I try to trick him into reading something bad, but he's not having it. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh, God, I can't wait until Matt's back next week. You're such a... Well, I'll make a bet with Matt. Spoiled sport. You can play in all the episode, you know, that would take part in the activities. Oh, I, I have only been negative, properly negative on a couple of books. I've had you know, nitpicks here and there, they don't be the best issues. But most of them I've given like 7, 7.5s. It's been a solid week, it's just not been a standout week. And then I had, you know, T- Teen Titans, which I really didn't like very much, and uh, obviously Red Hood. Those, I think those are the only two books I properly, you know, I think they're the only two I gave below a 7. So, screw you. But tell me in the comments that he sounds really negative, even about the books that he claimed he liked. Uh, that's what I want to know, folks. That's what I want to know. I feel like I just had to balance out, you know, like, you know, you're so positive. I was like, well, let's balance I'm out like a little that bit. I'll shit in a thing when it needs to be shot on. Yeah, but you didn't. Uh, I mean, you, you did a bit on Teen Titans, admittedly. I'll give you that one. And the Prelude. I don't like the Prelude either. Oh, that's true. Joe, I forgot that existed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay. I feel like I feel like two shit-ons in the week. I mean, sure, I get them both five, so they weren't like outright disasters, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no that's uh, but hey, uh, they, they they can't all be uh, new challenger issue ones. No, no. I picked that one. Get, a lot of people get, really get, like that book actually. Cause I know, I know, I'm pushing some buttons when I make fun of oh, that really? one. Yeah. Green Arrow still a uh, fill in next week, right? Yeah, it's August. That that's that's the new run starts. So we get okay. two more months of uh, felony. Books. Yeah, and I assume Green Lantern's fifty is oversized too. Yes, it is. Cool. Big all, week next week then. All the couple of fifties. All the fifties and twenty fives are oversized. Luckily, it's not a big list of books, so it's not too. No, it's not too, too, bad. too bad, but yeah, just cool. Yeah, um, yeah. In terms of stuff like coming up, so uh, week two, just just to sort of look look forward a little bit, just to, to explain the, the bigger issues, so you're ready for them. Uh, week two, I'll just delete Justice League Odyssey, unfortunately, after that list. Um, week two has uh, oh, we can delete Wonder Woman as well. Oh, so Wonder Woman issue fifty is bigger as well, but I ain't reading that, so that's but, fine. Yeah, it d- doesn't apply to us. That's fine, but Flash issue fifty is it that we? That's the finale of Flash War. It is oversized. Um, looking ahead after that. Uh, we do also have uh, Batgirl 25 at the end of the month, which is going to be oversized. So there's a few here or there uh, over the course of the month. It's not as bad as the first time this happened at 25, though, where there was... They like, all seem to happen on the same week or two, didn't it? It's because a couple of books have went uh, single shipping. It's because... A couple th- of slips here or there. Yeah. Um, it spread them out a little bit, so they're not all in the same month, which is nice. Because, you know, Hall, Hall and Pals is issue 50 is the following month. So yeah. they're nicely spread out this time, at least. So that's good. Superman's renumbering. So there's no issue 50 of that. No, that's true. So, um, that's a regular size, that issue one, right? It's not longer. Yeah, it's the same $4, $4 yeah, book. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that, that is uh, episode 110. 110. Uh, and don't worry, Matt's back next week. Cool. <laughs> that... that, that uh, that is, that is, I don't know, I was trying to put as much shade into that as possible in your direction. You've put, you put enough. You put enough. I just wanted to make sure that got across. So happy Matt's It did. Oh, uh, dear. Just, just watch Matt come back next week with some weird opinion that's going to piss me off. And I'll be, no, Matt, go away again. He'll somehow hate the final issue on Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. And you'll love it. Whatever, you know, whatever. whatever. Just, it's very unlikely, I admit. But just, yeah. just for the, the comedy of it. 
Yeah, amusing. But hey, that, that's that's the podcast. That is one ten. Uh, let us know what you thought of the books in the comments. You know, like and subscribe, all that stuff. That helps us out. If you really want to help us out, go over to Patreon.com/slash TV. We mentioned it before. There's links in the description to that. But you get you get bonuses and and so on and so forth. Even one dollar a month is great support. Um, but if you can't, you know, just you know, watch the ads on YouTube or whatever. Uh, all, all of it helps. Uh, anyway, you can. But uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for uh, listening to the show, watching the show. Uh, we appreciate it loads. Uh, and as us, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here in, in this outro. I'm not gonna lie. There's a there's a running thing on this show where by the time we get to the end, cause it's such a long show. I'm always hungry when we're, when we're, yeah. when we're finishing. I, I've not eaten anything yet. I came in from work. I finished my last comics, and then you know, yeah, been on here, so I'm starving. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. Connor's why we're late. Actually, Connor wanted to start a little bit late because he was doing overtime. That's that's why we're a little bit later in the evening. Well, yeah, I mean, I got paid for that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticising it. I'm just saying. I actually, I put out a warning tweet earlier today saying, "Oh, by the way, it'll be a few hours later than normal." Yeah. Just, just to avoid the panic in the streets that I, I knew was going to happen. The chaos. It's, it's funny you say that. There has been times where you know we've been an hour later and, and people have been you know tweeting on, "Hey, where's, where's the new episode?" Yeah, we're so. I, the funny thing is though is that sometimes the reason why it's late is just because we went an hour longer. So it's just it does. There's a three and a half hour episode coming through, so it didn't finish till later. Therefore, it didn't yeah, finish edit until later, and therefore it didn't go up till. It, it just it, it really extends at the time because it's pretty usually pretty consistent as to what time this goes up. Give or take, it's, it's, it's typically between like an hour or so at the same time. Yeah. But hey, anyway. Uh, so yeah, so thank you very much uh, for watching, listening. We love you loads. Keep reading DC comics, and always remember to never get lost and the Speed Force.